Radio's Dream Team. Rick Burgess, Bill Bubba Bussey, Calvin Speedy Wilbur, The Real Greg Burgess, Helmsy, and Eddie Van Adler. Six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza and teleport. Uh, the Real Greg Burgess not here today. Uh, he's helping out with my sister, uh, with uh, our mom and dad. Mom's got a doctor's appointment today, and we appreciate your prayers on that. Uh, but Speedy, Helmsy, Eddie Van Adler, all here and in the mix and ready to go. And welcome back for a brand new hour. Enjoying uh, wonderful food today from Buffalo Wild Wings. It's Bill Bubba Bussy. Hey, Bubba. Hey, glad to be here, Rick. Thank you, and thank all of you for being with us on the Rick and Bubba experience. Well, Bubba, and, and you know, it's all, you know, people, sometimes people go above and beyond, and uh, it is time for an update on the Rick and Bubba Buffalo Wild Wings charity charge. And thanks to all of you that continue to support these great ministries and charities. And uh, we have uh, Steve. Uh, St- <laughs> you just called him <laughs> Tim Spencer. Well, what's funny? The reason why it's funny, Tim Spencer. We called everybody Tim this yeah, morning. Well, that's what's funny is we were we were kidding around because in the in the kitchen, uh, Alex uh, from Buffalo Wild Wings uh, and and Tim, we didn't know this was going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little act- happy. Actually, we haven't had food from you guys because of the COVID. Um, you know, everybody trying to do their best, minimize the people coming in and out of here, and and we don't know where Tim's been, you know, from, from, <laughs> uh, from month to month. And uh, so he sent food today uh, through Alex at one of the Buffalo Wild Wings locations. Downtown location. Uh, and so when we walked in there, we were so accustomed to it, Speedy immediately called him Tim. Yeah, I said, hey, Tim. Woo, Tim. So well, Tim, he had a mask on. <laughs> so, Tim Spencer, welcome back, buddy. Hey, man, I'm glad to be here with you guys, and I was glad to send some food with Alex. I'm just hoping he lived up to my expectations. That's a good kid there. Well, he other, did a great job. Yeah, other than being other than, called Tim. Yeah, he, <laughs> Speedy kept calling him Tim, and he got me confused, and I tried to call him Tim one time. So. And then I threw a Steve in the middle of all of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where I came from. I'm not sure if he was happy with that or if he was uh, glad to be called that. Well, he laughed. He had his mask on, so I couldn't tell, but I think he was laughing. <laughs> yeah, we think he was smiling. Yeah. <laughs> so thank That's you. That's awesome. Thanks yeah. for letting him uh, come in there and set that up for you guys. Hope yeah. you enjoy. We, we, hey, Greg's not going to make it. Yeah, Greg is not here today, and but we'll put some in the fridge because we won't eat all of it, and he'll have some tomorrow. He'll, yeah, he, he'll heat it up and be ready to go. That's yeah. nice, guys. There might be That's a few awesome. left. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk a little bit about Charity Charge. So um, uh, we have, and we'll talk here in a moment, Bill Brazil with Good News Support Ministries, and I've uh, been working with them for many years, so very familiar with what Bill is doing. Uh, but the audience may not be, so we'll let Bill uh, kind of update you on that. But let's talk about how it went. Uh, you have a check for them today. I do. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just we're so blessed that this is staying successful through this time because we're at a 50 percent capacity. But we're still able to cut Bill and uh, his ministry a check for two thousand six hundred dollars and get it off to him. I hate we can't hold the big one. But at least we can get this money to him. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Bill Brazil from uh, Good News Support Ministries. Bill, welcome back to Rick and Bubba. How are you today, buddy? Hey, I'm doing all right. Good to be here, guys. So, um, obviously, you and I have uh, been going to Nicaragua. You've been going there long before I went with you and, and continue to go. Go where, Rick? Uh, to Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Nick, Nick, Nicaragua. Uh, and, of course, Good News Support Ministries also now is starting to do work in Peru as well. But some of the people that went out and they ate at Buffalo Wild Wings and they wanted to help you may not know exactly. I tried to explain to them in a nutshell, what you guys do, but why don't you do it since uh, you're, you probably can do it better than anybody. 
Sure. Yeah, I'd be glad to. So Good News Support Ministries kind of grew out of uh, some opportunities we had in Nicaragua initially by taking uh, groups of uh, high school students down. And um, I think we took uh, some of your boys, Rick, as oh, yes. well as uh, Caitlin. Uh, Bubba, we took yep. Caitlin a couple of years there. Mm-hmm. Um, with uh, Briarwood Christian mm-hmm. School. And so we have done that for almost 20 years and as a part of that, I recognized the need to be able to put together a little uh, nonprofit organization to help support uh, the work that was being done down there on a, a yearly basis. So about five years ago, uh, we put together Good News Support Ministries and have been able to help uh, the work uh, that's going on down there. Uh, uh, pastor Aragon, primarily, there's some other pastors involved as well. But um, they have a church and a school, several churches and a school there that uh, just have ongoing needs. And there's really not a lot of support for those guys outside of uh, what we've been able to help them with and the little bit that they're able to generate there uh, in country, in the community. So um, it's just been a real blessing to be able to continue with that relationship and help out um, Pastor Aragon and all the needs. And of course, with the COVID-19, uh, there's been uh, just additional needs throughout the communities and helping the folks out there. So um, this check that, that Tim and Buffalo Wild Wings is bringing today is a huge help in doing that um, and providing some helps with just additional uh, food and medical needs that are there in the community. And then we'll also be working the last couple of years, we've developed a relationship, like you said, Rick, with uh, a group in Peru, in Lima, Peru, that has a um, primarily a battered women's home, but it's also an area that can be utilized for taking groups there as well and uh, just working with the communities and helping with needs there. So we've taken a couple of groups to Lima uh, in the past couple of years uh, also. Of course, COVID-19 has shut down a lot of uh, the on-ground work that we've been able to do there, but we're still maintaining a, a relationship on a you know regular basis and helping them financially and uh, look forward to being able to get back to them um, and work side by side with them because that's uh, really a, a huge blessing when we were able to do that. Well, I want to tell Tim and all of you that went out, and I hope you heard the last part of that, this is always important. But what was so cool, and one of the reasons that Bill and the guys got together and, we, and Good News Support Ministries, we, we put it together, is when you're dealing with places like Nicaragua uh, and tyrannical governments, I mean, on any given day, the government can just decide, we're not doing what we've been yeah. doing. Yeah, it and, doesn't matter what we say. It, and we're going to come yeah. take this from you, take that from you. Oh, by the way, it's now unstable here, so now the groups from America can't even get here. Then you had COVID come in. So really now more than ever – because the short-term mission trips serve a purpose, but I remember working before, a lot of times you get there, you get the information, then it's going to be a year sometimes. I know some of the men would go more than, than once a year, but for, for the group to come back, and then you come back and they go, oh, by the way, we need this and this and this. Well, this is a way for they're, they're getting money coming to them all the time, no matter what the government do is doing, no matter what's going on with COVID, no matter whether a short-term mission group can get in or get out. You always want to give the, what, what the indigenous people need because they're always there. And I will tell you this, uh, I've never been to Lima, so I'm not as familiar with what's going on there. Bill keeps me informed, but the Nicaragua situation I'm very familiar with, and I can tell all of you that, that are thinking, you know, we, we're not just trying to make people more comfortable and then they go to hell. 
this is evangelical to the, the highest level. Uh, the things that we've seen people come to Christ and the work that uh, uh, Pastor Aragon and his church is doing for the spiritual needs of a, of a lost and dying people uh, is really remarkable. He, and when you see those that have been redeemed, well, they have a whole new attitude even living under tyranny than those who are not. And so know that uh, we've seen that firsthand. Uh, people's eternity is being changed uh, on a weekly basis there by the, the ministries that are now being supported. Absolutely. And one other thing I'd add to that, Rick, is, uh, of course, the needs there uh, in these third world countries, we're trying to help both with the you know immediate and eternal needs. But in addition to that, the groups that we take down there and then we bring back, they have a whole new mm-hmm. outlook yep. uh, most of the time as well. And, yep. you know, people say, well, we've got all kinds of needs here in the States. Why are we, you know, going out to other countries? But, um, the you know a secondary blessing to that is those folks that we bring back and they get plugged into other ministries here uh, in the state and um, that's a huge impact as well. So it's really addressing a number of needs on different levels and um, that's what we love to see how the Lord's working in those ways. Well, Bill, twenty six hundred dollars and because you are working in third world type situations, twenty six hundred goes a long way mm-hmm. in uh, Nicaragua Absolutely. and Peru. <laughs> Yeah, it does. That's it very much. That's big does, money yeah. for for uh, yeah. ministries like that. So, Bill, thanks for what you have done, what yeah. you continue to do. Thank you for your heart, Bill. Yeah, mm-hmm. and thank you for all the hard work you put in and the impact spiritually it's had on our children who have been. I mean, I, the, the, they both uh, the one the ones who got to go, and I'm sure same thing with Caitlin. They were saying those those to your point, those trips uh, impacted their life spiritually. Uh, and to this day. So thank you for that. And uh, we come back, we'll give you a tell you what's coming up next, another opportunity to continue to talk with Tim Spencer. But if you'd like to find out more about Good News Support Ministries, first of all, thanks for all of you that ate the delicious food. They get the $2,600 today. But if you say, hey, this is something that really interests me, I'd like to come along beside them. Their website is at rickandbubba.com and show notes. And if you feel called to that, would like to find out more, they're more than hemp, uh, happy to give you all the details you need. Thanks a lot, Bill. We'll be back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. This is Morgan Freeman. Fact of the matter is, the Rick and Bubba show was something I could not do without. Ah, yes. Changing the landscape of radio forever. Rick and Bubba. 22 minutes past the hour. You got the Rick and Bubba show. Let's go. Buffalo Wild Wings charity charge. Uh, We always have a blast with it. Thanks to all of you that participate in that, in the participating Buffalo Wild Wings locations. And another opportunity now will be ahead for you as we're talking to Tim Spencer, uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, and eating their delicious food here today. Uh, Alabaster, Birmingham, Gardendale, Tuscaloosa, Hoover, downtown Birmingham. Thank you, Alex, for the food today. Trustful in Pell City. If you live in Alabama and you can get to these, another charity charge comes your way this Monday, the 19th, at all participating Buffalo Wild Wings. And, uh, Tim, we're ready to go again. And uh, this is a really cool ministry and charity that will benefit this time. And I, I got to know this through... Uh, a friend of mine that serves on the leadership team uh, with the men's ministry at my church, uh, Mark Carpenter, introduced me to Faith. I mean, Ford and Faith Ranch. Now, this is um, 
this is really cool. They they do a lot, uh, and uh, you know, with the equestrian and the agricultural environment there, they get you out there riding horses. You work in the land. Uh, you know, they 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 teach you how to get out there and work with your hands. But of course, ultimately, to spread the gospel, men's groups go out there and they spend some time fellowshipping and going through discipleship. They also uh, have horse programs that uh, uh, you know that, that work on excellence uh, with uh, teaching you how how to learn things about life through riding a horse and and of course also there's some uh, focus and connection uh, about uh, children who maybe have been through trauma you know I don't know if you're talking about the therapy riding that mm-hmm. that is done they do some of that too especially kids in the autism spectrum and mm-hmm. and things like that so they do uh, a lot of work and uh, it has been in our area of Birmingham uh, for uh, for a few years and. And if you'd like to find out about everything that they offer, we have their website uh, in show notes today, too, and they can help you. It's uh, Ford in Faith Ranch. And these are people that are, are using these things as tools to teach the gospel, to teach excellence, uh, to help with therapy, and, uh, and to teach us. You know, there's a lot of kids that live in a, a metro area that have never been around a horse. They've never been on a ranch. They've, they've never worked with their hands, and uh, this, this provides those things. So, Sounds like something, uh, Tim. You'd be fired up about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, uh, well, I'm fired up about it for two reasons. One, uh, my little one is all about horses, and number two is like we were talking in the break. We're able to help the smaller charities that, like you said, this size of a check is just a big meaning oh, yeah. to these groups because it's not the big, you know, not, take nothing away from the United Ways and all that type of stuff, but but we created this to help these small charities that really are in need of this help. No, you're right, because there's a lot of corporations out there. You know what they do? Hey, somebody, we got to have some stuff we're giving to. Somebody line that up, and <laughs> let's get a direct deposit going to one of these right. biggies. So if everybody asks us if we do any good work, we can point to that. And sometimes these smaller charities and small ministries, unless they can make individual connections with individual people, they are overlooked because they don't have the big, right. you know, hey, look, mm-hmm. our company gives to United Way. Look, our country, a company gives to this. And those are great. Nothing wrong with any of that. Now, you might want to check all the things that are going on with the money, but, you know, <laughs> to be sure they're being good stewards of it, you know, and it's programs that you want to support and not things you don't want to support right. based on your convictions. But when you get into something like this, how is Ford and Faith Ranch have a hope to get a donation mm. of anywhere right. from twenty five hundred to three thousand dollars, if we if the trends hold up, uh, with all of you going out and helping for them, this is big. Mm. Uh, and so, yeah, exactly. It, and the same thing with the one we're, that we, we just gave the check to for Good News Ministries is mm, big. Yeah, exactly. We're I mean we're headed here. We go. We're in COVID. We're headed into the holiday season. I'm just excited to be able. We've got we've got one this month in November and December. I'm just hoping these build. And the ones we can donate uh, are, are even bigger here going through the holidays because, uh, man, it just makes us – we just like doing it. And we just really, really love helping these people. I love the the stories we get every time we talk to them and how much it's going to help. So uh, as far as uh, coming up, this will be another Monday night, so that's mm-hmm. big. Yeah. Uh, you know, It'll be Monday night football again coming up on the 19th. Yeah. And, uh, and maybe more games to come. We don't know. It may yeah. be three or four games. Well, you're Monday. right. By the time we get to Monday now, yeah. you don't know how many games are out there. Maybe yeah. a few college games thrown in there, too. Yeah. Are you seeing people, it's, Tim? we got two games on the 19th. I'm sorry, Rick. The Chiefs and the Bills and the uh, Cardinals and the Cowboys are on Monday night. Great 19th. Oh, yeah. that Chiefs and Bills would be a real good yeah. matchup. Yeah. So who? 
whoever thought I would say that, and but modern day it is. So uh, two two really good quarterbacks going against each other. But let, let's talk about. Are you seeing, you know, great that we can come and pick up food? Everybody's learned, you know, the takeout and getting all that done. But are you seeing people, people seem to be more comfortable uh, doing dine-in more and more? I know our family, we're doing more dine-in than we've, we've done in a long time. Are you seeing that happen? We are. We are. I mean, before COVID started, our takeout business ran anywhere from 15% of our total sales. And then obviously it went to 100% for mm-hmm. two months. Um, and then it floated around 50-50. It's starting to drop back down where our takeout business is back in the 30% range. So, you know, we're even if we were given restrictions of 75% capacity, we couldn't increase our capacity because there's still the six-foot rule. Um, oh, social distancing yeah. rules. So even if they allowed us to increase our capacity, we're at what we're at. I'm guessing by the de- yeah by the design um, design of the dining room. I didn't think about that because I was going to ask you would the would a higher percentage help? But you're saying if the six foot rule stays the way you're designed in the room that you have, it's not going to affect anything. Correct, correct. Right. But but we are extremely happy with um with uh, um the dining business that has come back with the people that are moving around. I think they are really appreciating the the protocols and procedures we keep in place. We go above and beyond a lot of the other places, um, but we're we're wanting to, to be in this long term, and you know we don't want to shortcut now to for a game that right. doesn't last long. Well, it's a, it's it's a it's a new world out there right now, oh. and uh, everybody's learning how to function in it. And Tim, y'all are doing a great job, and we appreciate y'all uh, putting your head down, working through it. Well, we, we just appreciate everybody that comes by, especially on Monday. You know, our, I know our stores are just in the Birmingham area. Um, so we appreciate everybody that's going to come by Monday because without that, those visits, you know, it, we could it'd be just less to donate. And, and we're really doing it through our guests and, and all of our team members, um, you know, being able to put this on and, and make sure everybody's taken care of well. Well, and we appreciate it. I know from time to time, you know, we try to get to a certain number. You guys have also thrown extra in. Don't think we've missed that. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate you doing that too. But you're right. The the, the lion's share of this is the people that go out and, and eat and uh, the percentage you guys are sending. So thanks for that, Tim. And I hope you, I know you're about to head down to the coast. Hope you have a great trip. Thank you very much. I hope y'all guys enjoy the food. Oh, yeah. I don't see it you hopefully uh, on the next month. Yeah, Your wish is our command. Yes, uh, we don't, we don't want to you know, <laughs> be ungrateful, so we're about to dive into it. <laughs> so, thanks for that. Cool. Thanks, Tim. If you want to see uh, any information about the two ministries we mentioned today, all their information is in show notes at rickandbubba.com. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Thirty-five minutes past the hour of the Rick and Bubba Show. Eight six six. We be big is the number. Uh, still to come. Just when you thought that you may have dodged Beth Mowens, they moved her game to tonight. Sorry, that uh, siren and alarm and warning will be coming. Sean Spencer will be with us. Spicer, I'm sorry. He, Spicer's written a new book. It's called uh, President Trump's Commitment to People, Patriotism, and Capitalism. So. Former White House Press Secretary of Communications, uh, Sean Spicer, coming up a little bit later on in the program. Hey, go to Gabby.com slash Bubba. Why should I go to Gabby.com slash Bubba, Rick? I'll tell you why. You may be paying too much for your automobile and your home insurance. 
Did you put any thought in that at all, really, honestly? Or were you just trying to get that <laughs> off the plate? Yep. You, you were there buying an automobile, and they said, hey, you think driving this thing off the lot, till we, you tell us what insurance you got, and you were, you're frantic, and you went out there and said, oh, can, can, you give some, can you email me my temporary insurance card, and who did you call? Well, I'm going to call the agency that my mom and daddy used and their mom and daddy used, and, and now I'm dealing with the grandson of the guy that my mom and daddy used to buy their insurance from, and, and uh, you've never even looked to see if you're paying too much for it. Well, you can now, and it doesn't cost you anything. Uh, it's free. Just go to Gabby, G-A-B-I dot com slash Bubba. Uh, go there. It'll take a few minutes. Uh, I'm, I'm talking about maybe two minutes uh, to put the information in that they need. And then they'll pull up 40 of the top insurance providers like all state farmers, state farm travelers, uh, progressive, nationwide, and more. And then you'll link your current insurance account uh, to, to, to what's going on. And in minutes, you'll compare side by side. Oh, my goodness. Uh, look over here. This insurance company is giving is giving me a premium that's a lot less than what I'm paying, but it's giving me the exact same coverage. Uh, why would you pay more for the same coverage? You don't have to get less coverage, but why would you pay more for coverage if somebody else would give you the same coverage for less? And the average savings eight hundred twenty five dollars a year, uh, and they never sell your info, and uh, so you'll you won't get the spam and the robocalls. So go right now to Gabby G A B I dot com slash Bubba. Take about two minutes. Find out if you're overpaying for your automobile and home insurance. And if you are, make that adjustment. If not, you know you got the best deal. There's also a link at rickandbubba.com under the sponsors button. So, Bubba, I know this is a time we keep trying to update you as our country. Uh, Literally, we we are at a crossroads of whether we are going to move back toward the constitutional republic and capitalism and the free market. Are we moving to a, a socialistic, uh, I know they love this term. No, oh, not the tyrannical socialism where millions of people were slaughtered by tyrannical leaders. We want a democratic socialism. Uh, yeah, the and, only and, difference is uh, is that the citizens have guns. Right, right. <laughs> well, you, you can take a look at some of the democratic socialist countries, and what they present to you is not exactly what's going on. Like uh, when they tell you the Scandinavian countries, they, they leave out the part that you got a 25% user fee on everything you buy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah there's, a, there's a lot of details mm-hmm. there. That, uh, the, best, the best line that I heard is uh, they, they said the thing that the, the democratic socialistic countries that the left in our country is not telling you is now it is, it is you know, we always talk about that in our country we want to tax the wealthy right. and we don't want to tax anybody else. They said, "Well, in a democratic socialistic country, they just tax everybody." Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I, I we yeah. ought to try that for yeah. a while. See how everybody likes. But it. keep in mind, like they said, if you're because you can't go to the microphone and cry and be a victim mm-hmm. and get left out of that, then well, really, we, you know, we talk about the flat tax and everybody, <gasps> but what they do in these countries, like if it's twenty five percent user fee, yeah. well, guess who pays that? The a VAT tax. Hey, the the widow pays the VAT tax. Just like the, the just like just Trump like, would, just like yeah. Trump would, and guess guess who probably it hurts the most. Probably the widow, yes, uh, because twenty five percent on top of everything she's uh, using and buying probably hurts a lot harder than the most wealthy, wouldn't you think? You would think so. So anyway, so just know, uh, find out for yourself what these things are. But we've got little little governors that say well, they'd like to be little kings and queens, and, and some of them are being shut down. Governor Gretchen Whitmerick has been in the news for many things. Uh, one, a, a, a foiled kidnapping attempt. Hmm. But uh, her lockdown of the state of Michigan, uh, emergency lockdown orders issued by the governor are no longer effective according to the state Supreme Court decision, which came down Monday. 
The court issued a 4-3 ruling that said the piece of Michigan law that she has used to justify her actions was not in play to support the unilateral extensions of her original emergency declarations. Uh, That uncertainty was settled Monday when the court issued another 4-3 ruling in response to a lawsuit from the Michigan legislature. It also found that Whitmer was not allowed to use a 1945 Michigan law as the foundation for her series of executive orders, according to the Detroit Free Press. Now, Rick, what they said in this, if if you go down and you start siphoning through all this, the court has said the things that are being done may not be the wrong things, and maybe we do need to do those, but... She cannot unilaterally do that. She has to have the legislature's approval uh, on this. You have uh, original emergency orders that the governor can do, but as it's carried on, now she's got to go to the legislature to get them approved. And since the legislature was suing her in this case for this, uh, there's obviously a difference of opinion uh, about how some of this should go down. Republican Speaker of the House Lee Chatfield praised the ruling. He said, another big win at the Supreme Court today. Uh, The law is the law, and partisan politics can't change that. The people will finally have their voices heard in this process. The House is in again tomorrow. I hope the governor is ready to cooperate. It's time to work together. So let me take this down to C student, Calhoun County, Alabama, Mm -hmm. okay? Hmm. Close to Atlanta, close to Birmingham, nearly perfect. Or near, near here, near here, near here. <laughs> so, all right. So what this says is, look, you may have all the best intentions in the whole wide world. Yep. And you, what you're saying might – well, you might even make a case is these things might need to be done. Right. But the problem is our Constitution does not allow you to do what you're doing. Yeah, you can't you, – you, 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 if you so have too, emergency too bad, orders, so you can come yeah. in there and you can do something for a short amount of time. But you can't just keep extending that. Once you start extending it, now we're, we're out of an emergency. Now it needs to be addressed through the part of the government – that is set up to do this, the legislative branch. We've had this discussion with the judges this week. Each branch has their thing to do, and once they get out of that lane, it's it's a problem. And th- some of these things that are in play, they may keep in play. Not all of them, because she's gone for the total lockdown, which, by the way, the WHO, if you want to follow the science, they're saying this is not what to do. WHO, let me repeat that, who, who are you? has said that's not the way to go. They have changed their opinion on this 180 degrees as of last week. We do not, this constitutional republic, even with the, I know it as you've said a thousand times, 50 different countries that agreed to be a union. We have a federal constitution, and then the states have their state constitutions, and guess what they're all trying to keep from happening? Oh, I just can't wait to be king. We don't do that here. We don't do that here. And so if yep. you, as Americans, you need to listen when people want to take these things and change them. The founders of this country told you as clear as they could, whatever you allow the government to do, they will do. Yes. So, so limit them. Don't give them like the Whitmers of the world. And, and, and there's a, if they come in and every, every ounce of power that you give them to be a king or a queen, they will take. Mm-hmm. So don't do it. Set up a system where even if they want to do it, they can't. Even if it's the right thing, there's a way to go about doing it. You can want the right thing and go about it the wrong way. 
Now, in this case, I think she's just overstepping her bounds just completely. Well, we, we need to get and, and her apparently back in line. the Supreme Court of Michigan agrees. Um, so you, you can't, you just can't do that. You can't be a king, and I'm sorry, uh, Governor Whitmer, that you want to do that. You're going to have to work with the Republican legislature in your state and come up with common sense things that you need to do. Follow the science, for crying out loud, and and battle this. You can't lock all this down. And I, you know, I, I would like to think that she was just misguided on her science, but it, it does look a, it has a real whiff of political to it that we wanted to make the economy as bad as possible so we can run Trump out. Yeah. And she knows Michigan plays into those numbers heavily with the car industry. Mm-hmm. No doubt yeah. about that. That's right. So there it is. There's the update on uh, the attempted queen of Michigan. She's been denied uh, and said you can't do this the way you're doing it. You're not a, you're not a queen. Sorry. Uh, we'll be back. Let's go phone calls. We'll get a Harry Murdahl in there ready to go at 866-WE-BE-BING. We'll take your phone calls. First time today we've chatted. Uh, all 10 lines are available, and you can certainly get in uh, by making a move to the phones now. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Minutes to the top of the hour. Let the people speak. Wednesday Bible study back today. Noon uh, Central Time, 1 o'clock Eastern on the YouTube channel. Continuing our walk through 1 Peter. Today we're in chapter 4. Also uh, archived soon after and available on all of our social media platforms, our podcast channel, our YouTube channel. Uh, Adler and Hams do a great job of getting that out to you. All right, so let's start. Uh, 30 seconds of pop. Let's go to Rome, Georgia. Mark is standing by. Lines are available, by the way, if you want to get in. Harry Murdahl standing by. All right, so, uh, Mark, go ahead. 30 seconds. How about it, buddy? Guys, I've got Nancy Pelosi on trail cam. <laughs> trail cam? Yes. This thing was 10 foot tall. It had beautiful hair. All right. Okay. There it is. All right. I wasn't sure where that was going. Not sure it went anywhere. But I didn't, <laughs> let's uh, go to Jeff and Glencoe. Jeff, 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey guys, I heard yesterday old Dougie Jones is on short list to be Attorney General for Biden administration. Oh, well, I, I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me because he apparently seems to be voting exactly the way uh, Biden and Schumer and Pelosi wants him to. So, well, a little dynamic Dougie Fresh Jones is he's he's, he's becoming yeah. a celebrity in the Democratic Party. Cuomo's on yeah, that list. Is. Cuomo's on that list too. I would think that yeah, it would be Cuomo's job to turn down. Uh, yeah, so we'll, we'll see, but Bubba made the point and he's right. If you're, you know, in our state and you're about to vote on this Senate race, it's really kind of like November 3rd is going to be for the presidential election. You're either voting for more of a Marxist version of this country, or you're voting back toward a more capitalistic free market version of the country. And we're, we're down to ideology now. We're, we're not even down to the individual people. Yeah. I mean, the personalities <laughs> are going to come and go, right. but the, the, the things they stand for from a party is going to be the things that are going to influence our lives. Yeah, I, I'm looking at November 3rd as just an ideology vote, yeah. period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To John in Hamilton, Georgia. John, 30 seconds and go. Hey, Rick and Bubba. I just uh, don't want to say it too loud, but uh, I know uh, y'all probably easy. know that the brave. E- easy. The, easy. I'm sorry. I mean, buddy, John, what, are you what, about what, to do what, a mojo? What, just, just, just start. Hi. Just state historic facts, yeah. but stop there. <clears throat> Are the are the Braves 
two games away from no, the. No, 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 John, John, John. I'm hanging up on him. Is that illegal? Can we not do that? I'm hanging up on him. Oh, I don't know. We might have just gotten canceled. I don't know. I'm hanging up on him. Well, we were cheering for Florida State. Okay. How about that? So we're not, John. John, what you should say, that. what you should say is the Braves are up in the National League Championship Series 2-0. That's it. That's and what stop. you should say. That's and a historic if, if you have not learned anything on this show or the Fansville's commercial, you mm-hmm. that's all you can say. That's right. Hey, John from Hamilton, <laughs> be really careful. <laughs> You're playing with fire, known as Mojo. I hung up on you, not to be rude, but save the Braves. We hate to see you in the back of a patrol car, cuffed and stuffed. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> you were placing the Braves in more danger than current Wolf Blitzer. Uh, Justin in Michigan. We'll never see Wolf Blitzer again. No. Justin, no. go ahead, 30 seconds. Yeah, the governor here in Michigan is actually sidestepping the Supreme Court. I don't know if you heard this or not, but she's gone to the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services. And this guy, Robert Norton, who used to work for the Obama administration, has got zero health experience, has now started issuing all those orders that the Supreme Court said she couldn't do. Well, you know, again, this kind of shows the maniacal situation. I mean, she's really proving the case. That was brought up in this that she's just uh, overstepping her bounds. Right. Now, if if that branch of government has that authority to do it, then you know what you you pulled a clever move. But in the spirit of it, I don't know about the letter of the law, but in the spirit of it, they the judge the judges have said they want the legislature involved. They want the people uh, elected officials who can be held responsible as the governor can for these decisions, and she's going around it again. All they're going to do is get another lawsuit out of it. Right. And the judges are going to get really tired of this to keep coming back. Right. And you're going to – I don't know. When, I mean, they may be lining up the kidnapper. Who knows? When is she going to be – well, again, we, we don't want anybody, and we have a way in this country of law and order to go about things, and you don't go kidnapping the, the governor. We've uh, made that clear. But, Any of that is just comedy, please. But now, Save I, your email. But now I have to say the word but, which is a smelly subject. <laughs> but. Uh, when you have people out there and you behave the way that you be- she is behaving and you keep rubbing the people's nose in it and they keep saying you're not a queen and you keep saying, yes, I am, some of this you bring on yourself. Yeah, yeah. That, uh, this and, is and, why you make people so mad they get to those extremes. Right. Just follow the law, what the judges said. <clears throat> Go to the legislature, see what you can get through, get that through. What you can't, you don't, and live with it. You do it the way all of the politicians do it. You get all the places where you need to go that the Constitution calls for, and you just get all them on your side. And you vote all your people in, then you got the power you want anyway. So I, I don't, I don't, unless you're the Republicans, when they get it, they feel guilty about it, and they won't use it. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we, <laughs> we had seen some emails and stories on it, and I thought, well, surely she's not doing that. Yeah. I mean, right now, if if the Republicans, you realize right now, could just say, let's vote on Amy Coney Barrett and not even have the hearings. You, you, but they, right. but they, but they, well, oh, what do you think we mean? Well, they hate you anyway. What does it matter? <laughs> These hearings are doing nothing. As Bubba said earlier, it's giving them a chance to do stump speeches, and they're going to vote against you, and then no matter what you do, they're going to hate you anyway. You might, I'd rather be hated with a win than hated with a loss. L- let me ask you I'm this. I'm hated right either now. way. Yeah. Right now. I'll be hated with a big W. 
right now, I will give you, Speedy, $100 bill Ooh. for any Democrat okay. that votes to confirm her out of that committee. Oh, yeah. I think my money's safe. Mm-hmm. Sorry. I know. Dang it. Let's, <laughs> let's go to— But let me—Rick, let me—can I ask you a bigger question yeah. on this, and we'll go back to this. So Michigan is an important state. It is a toss-up state in this presidential election. Mm-hmm. So the people of Michigan right now, are they offended by these the action of the governor? And is this going to make them want to vote a straight Republican ticket? I think that if you were her, you're galvanizing the people in the state of Michigan who might have said, you know, I don't know if we want to go uh, for Trump. Now they're like, well, good night if this is what it looks like. I think, mm-hmm. I think that the left is losing minorities. I think they're losing unions. Because Trump has come in and said, let's just get down to the bottom line. Are they taking care of you or not? Mm-hmm. Well, and, let's and look at the moves that they've done. I don't think the, they have as many people in their pocket as they once did. In the last six weeks, they're supporting a lot of this rioting. They are locking people down. They are starving them of their jobs. They are blocking now Nancy Pelosi, money coming to people who need it. I'm telling you, if you if 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 I was a consultant for any political party, A and B, just you know, whatever, they are doing exactly everything I would tell them not to do if they want to win the presidential election. I think they are working overtime to help Trump have a landslide win. Remember, we heard it from our own parents. There comes a time when a political party gets so radical, in this case, so far to the left that people that once voted for you who were somewhat moderate and didn't really want to go far to the right, but you've become gone so far to the left, they can't justify voting for you anymore. Well, and, and it, mean, can happen there, the right, it can happen They're on the right. It can happen on the right, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely can happen. Oh, of yeah. course, 100%. Either party can do that. I totally agree with you. Uh, let's, but but you, we never learn, it doesn't seem like. To, uh, to Greg and Columbus. Greg. Greg, welcome to the Rick and Bubba Show. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Hey, if Wolf Blitzer needs a safer job, we're hiring right now to haul gasoline and diesel. It's probably less life-threatening to be on the highway hauling flammable material than it is dealing with the unhinged side of the Democratic Party. (laughs) You're probably right about that. Uh, Go to uh, Byron. Byron, welcome to Rick and Bubba. 30 seconds. Go ahead. Yeah, so my wife last night, I walk in the bottom of the eighth inning, and Braves are doing great. Here we go. Top of the ninth. Bottom of the ninth gets there. Two runs are scored. She kicked me out of the house. Says you're done. Bye. You mojoed the brakes. Wow. Oh, yeah, it's real. It's mean. You walked into that chemistry and you messed the whole chemistry of the room up. And it went all the way and affected the game. Top of the hour. More phone calls coming in. I know we didn't get too many of you there, but uh, we'll try to work on some more of those as we come back and hit other topics as well. If you leave us, have a great day. If you want to stay with us, go to rickandbubba.com and see how you can do that. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Conservative, heterosexual, gun-toting, football-loving, evangelical Christian white men. In other words, the two most dangerous men in America, Rick and Bubba. It is six minutes past the hour from the broadcast plaza. Let's go. All my life I never stopped to worry about a thing. Open up and shout it out. Speedy is here today. Helmsy's back from uh, a few days off. Adler is in there like a rock bringing you the the visuals uh, on our YouTube channel uh, if you're watching there. 
Greg uh, taking care of some family responsibilities today. He'll be back tomorrow. Uh, and welcome back, Bill Bubba Bus. Rick, glad to be here, and thank all of you for being part of the Rick and Bubba experience, which, Rick, is the experience of America. That's it. Uh, we are here, your, your American broadcasters. Uh, Anonymous is standing by in Huntsville, awaiting patiently through the break, listening to 100.3 uh, The River. Go ahead, Anonymous. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Hey, thanks. Um, I just had a question. Okay. So I listened to your show just to get you know a view from the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, but the comments that you guys had made regarding the Michigan governor about the whole kidnapping situation kind of threw me off just a little bit. Okay. So I'm just wondering, like, you have people out there that listen to certain words and take those words and run with it. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that what you guys said, that she brought this on herself, is not the correct thing to say? Well, if you just shouted out the phrase you said, then yes. But if you explained it the way we did, I mean, in all fairness, no, uh, because we can't. Well, that's be, why I was calling because I didn't yeah. hear the beginning. Part. Oh, I okay. Just caught okay. That yeah. Okay. Okay. And, and you probably didn't catch our uh, our comments earlier in the week, or was it the end of last week when the uh, kidnapping scheme had been brought up? Uh, mm-hmm. We're very clear. You don't kidnap people in America right. uh, that you disagree with. Right. You you vote. Right. You do the you right. do the the rights that we have. And anybody who's planning on kidnapping a governor needs to be caught, brought to trial, due process, and and put away. We we don't want kidnappers run, roaming the street. So let me be very clear on that, okay? Because you you probably missed that part too. Yeah, and even in this, I did miss that. So I I will admit that I did miss that. And that's fine. That's, that's yeah, that's fine. It's that's all why, good. And let's why, explain what we were saying. Yeah, that's why I'm glad that you did the right thing. And I, I take this all the time. Somebody will put something on social media or somebody will email, and I'll say, will you please just call the show and let's have a conversation because you probably mm-hmm. will find out the entire story before you fire off on social media. Rick and Bubba said that the, the, the mm-hmm. governor brought it on herself. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, you know, that's the world we live in now. So thank you for call, right. calling. Yeah. That was the right thing to do. So here's what we, well, were, what we were saying is, first of mm-hmm. all, we said kidnapping the governor is not the way we live in a civilized country and i say the same thing about burning the streets right now and burning buildings and breaking out windows and and right. all this and you know what you would hear from some of those people well the, hey the police brought this on themselves and i would say no well, they, I, I, I agree with you on that yeah as well. I, I would say no we we have we don't have lawlessness we are a nation of law and order and uh, so there's a way to handle things and i say the same thing about this but in in fairness to your call we did say the thing about americans is when the government the government begins to overreach and begins to put their thumb on you, and they keep pushing and pushing and pushing, and the government steps out of their federal constitution or their state constitution, sometimes people are pushed into a corner, and they think they have no other recourse than something outrageous, like I'm going to kidnap the governor. And so sometimes you would say, well, look, sometimes when people get backed into a corner, you've got to be careful when you start trying to be a queen or a king and be a, a tyrannical governor because the people may react in extreme ways because you are governing in an extreme way that your own Supreme Court just told you you can't do. And by definition, at that point, you are bringing some of this on yourself. And uh, Anonymous, and I wish I had your name, but – uh, I feel it's funny. Shauna. There it is. Shauna, okay, fine. okay, because I just felt funny saying anonymous. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and here would be my example. I could be a mayor, I could be a governor, whatever, 
And I could say, uh, you know, we're changing the day that we pick up trash. Well, some people might not like that, and there'd be some blowback. I might pave a street. The people who didn't get their street paved wouldn't be happy about it, you know. But these are things we can work out. I might raise uh, a user fee on gas, and people say, well, I don't like that. You know, we have our debate about uh-huh. it. But when I tell somebody they can't come out of their house, and I tell somebody that they have to shut down their livelihood so they have no income, they don't know how they're going to feed their family, they're going to lose their business, and they can't even come out of their house, they're going to push back on that. And i got to know they're going to push back on that. And, it's to, and just by definition, by me going to that extreme, I am oh. forcing an extreme response, so I am bringing some of that on myself. And that's all we're saying. Yeah. And, and if I, she would not if she would not be extreme, she would not get extreme pushback. I'm not justifying people who are criminals by any stretch, but I'm just saying the psychological part of it. It's kinda like uh, you know, too, and you, you know, we all drive cars. If you drive aggressively and you show road rage, you're probably gonna get road rage back. You see what I'm saying? So I do bring I do. some of that I on myself. That. Yeah, and I would right. say the same thing about Trump, which I'm sure people on the left have said. You know, there's a responsibility when you're in a position of, of power and authority to handle that power wisely and responsibly. And uh, and because you, you, you're dealing with people, especially if people feel desperate, like they don't mm-hmm. have any other recourse. So they do have a responsibility to do that. And, um, and we've seen this uh, happen you know, throughout our nation's history. Uh, and, you well, know, that was going to be my second question. Like, so, you know, you have this with the people on the right that were trying to go after her. So mm-hmm. what about the people on the left that want to go after him? Yeah. Do you think that the reaction would have been different if this would have been something that was made towards him? Well, let me go back. Let me be clear. I can only speak for myself as a, as a constitutionalist. Uh, I believe that no one has the right in government, Republican or Democrat, to overstep their power. Now, I'm not going to go after somebody just because I think they're rude or they're bombastic in the way they say things. If pre- mm-hmm. if President Trump decided he was going to be king of this country or king of my state, and he began to overreach his authority, and he backed uh, the people of the state or the country into a corner where they said we now have someone trying to be a king, not being we're not living in a constitutional republic, and the people revolted against him and took him out of his position of power, I would say he brought that on himself. Now, I don't believe okay. that politicians bring things on themselves by just saying things or having phrases or being or, bombastic. Or legislating. Yeah, or yeah. legislating, no. We have a vote, and I think the vote is where we should be. But if you ever get this country, our own founding fathers said this, Shauna. If, if, you, if you get to the point that the government does not respond to the people anymore, then you have a, a very ugly, uh, you know, uh, another form of recourse that is ugly called revolution. And I don't want to live through that. I don't want look, we could end up, Shauna, I'm serious. I'm not being an alarmist. If we don't watch ourselves right here, we could end up in a modern day civil war. I mean, you can, you, yeah, you, you can, you can feel it. And part of that is we have to say, and there's some people who want that, yeah, and what we for have, their own gain, yeah, and we can't yeah. we can't let them the the Antifa and and some of these other we can't let them have what they want, and they want anarchy, they want chaos, they want no law and order. So I appreciate you calling, and we are law and order people. All we were saying is throughout the history of governments 
and and th- through our American history, sometimes if you're in a place of government and you back people into a corner and they think that you are now using power that the people didn't give you, sometimes the people think things and they want to push back. And I think you have a responsibility to be careful that you don't do that. Uh, but but at the but at the end of the day, we have said now for the third time, kidnapping the governor is not the way to go, and these people should be prosecuted. Well, I appreciate you taking my call. Um, so thank you, and go vote. Hey, That's I, right. absolutely. absolutely, and I appreciate you taking the time to call as opposed to uh, only hearing half of a conversation. We got to stop doing that as a people too, and I, I'm glad you didn't do that. And Rick, you you brought so up thank that. you brought up civil war. I You're think welcome. that's another uh, prime example of that. You had the slavery issue, which should have never have happened, which was ridiculous. Uh, it, it should have never been allowed, and it shouldn't have been allowed to continue. But that was an extreme situation, and it brought an extreme result. It did. See, they could have walked away from that, and we could have saved countless American lives, but they didn't, and and American lives paid dearly. The large majority of them happened to be white. Yeah. And we saw some actions by our government in that time that that was illegal, war criminal, but they had to do it to win the war. So, you know, again, extreme. you can legislate people and even do things they don't like, but there's a point where you cross the line, it's just like an animal that you've trapped in your garage. You better give them a way to get out or they're going to come through you. No, you're right. And, and you got to be white. And, and is that the animal's fault? Well, we can argue that, but you got to be, if you're smarter than that animal, you need to know that. And you need to make your actions in a way that will give that animal a way to escape. Right. Now, you may shoot it in the yard, but still, you don't want it coming after you. But you, you know? but the biggest point you're making, and it's always two sided. It's being wise. We can't. We you can't tell the people of this country, which we, which which everybody needs to hear. We need to work the system we've been given, okay. But then you also have to equally look at the government and say, and you better work the system you've been given to. Right. It's not one sided. See, the people don't want to hear, oh, we got to work the system, but you don't. No, the government better stay where they belong. And the people work the system they've been given. That's how it's supposed to work. But you, you but it, but that conversation goes to the government and to the people. Both sides of that equation need to operate with the power and the freedom that they've been given, and don't overstep it. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. We scratched our names. Twenty-two minutes past the hour. You, I got a chainsaw up there. Well, I came out here. <laughs> hey, this is Kimberly. Reed and Neil. We are the Vampires. Rick and Bubba show. The two sexiest guys alive. So 23 minutes passed. Here's what happened. All right, so you know I've had the uh, the issue with, with the chainsaw, you know, trying to get in the chainsaw world. And, 
and uh, and be careful and do all that. So you know, I've got Gary, who you know is, is, is if you ask him, is a chainsaw expert. And uh, <laughs> hey, let me tell you something right now. So I told you the chainsaw that I, that is a very good chainsaw, high quality, brand names number one, all that. Uh, I used it for a whopping three times, and then I couldn't get it to work <laughs> the other day, and I've, I've struggled to get it to crank and all this, and 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 the gasoline. Oper- and I'm using the word gasoline just because I know it's a mixture and all that. You know, by the time they get it operating yesterday, well, maybe you had maybe the mix was this, and it should be thirty percent this and and seventy percent that, or you know, maybe it's not a half and half. And hey, you got it. I mean, and you know, then it won't do this. And, it, and I, I was just thinking to myself, look, I don't need a piece of equipment that I'm not going to use every day because that's not the life I live. I need that thing when I need it. It cranks. Period. Yeah, <clears throat> and it works. And I, I don't want all this. You know, like I'm, I'm having to dial in. Like I'm, you know, like I, you know, I feel like with this chainsaw, I'm, I'm like when you put a rifle up, and you don't have it propped on anything, and <laughs> and the square, and you're trying to line up yeah, the crosshairs. Floating around. I, I don't have that kind of time. You know what I want my chainsaw to do? Crank and let's go. Yeah. And so and I, you, you got a sure enough good one. Too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so I bring up, I bring up the battery operated oh, chainsaw. Boy. Now, I will, guys, I will tell you this. I was pleasantly surprised. No, 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 no. The number of people who <laughs> what are. What kind of sound do that make? Who, I don't know. That's why I don't know that yet. Because, you know, I like for it to sound like I'm in business. <laughs> does it go. Does that, does that have audio right there? Uh, Adler, all right, he's got. Oh, no, no. Let him switch it over and we can get the sound, to, the sound but, effect. But anyway, so, so I, I want you to say this. So, first of all, I get an email from someone who is a logger. Mm-hmm. And oh, he said, "He says, hey man. Mean he said, hey man, look. Yes, I, yes, I still have the, the small engine versions for heavy duty work. He said these battery operated ones have come a million miles for the kind of stuff you're going to use. A battery operated one will be fine. I use them all the time. I have I have it for limbs and and smaller trees. And then if I need to get something big, I go back to the." To the engine, I don't really use the battery one for the heavy duty stuff, but you don't you don't do heavy. So duty So you stuff. need both, really. Well, he said, look, yeah. if you want to, like the day you just got a a, a medium sized tree across you across your road, your trails, you don't need the batteries. Will do that fine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and so then I, the actual dealer for the steel one that I have yeah. says we have battery ones now still. Whoa. And I Bubba? said so. I and so I said to him, this is what I said. I don't want to do this if I if it's taboo. I don't want to take the heat <laughs> in the chainsaw community if I, I'm not because I'm already made fun of enough that I'm not handy and I don't really have a lot of skills in this kind of stuff. I can't be the guy with the battery operated chainsaw that everybody's making fun of. <laughs> and he said, Rick, twenty years ago you would have been okay. okay. You'd have been ridiculed and rightfully so. Just like everything else, we've developed the battery operated chainsaw, and there really is no shame in it anymore. Now these are from dealers and loggers. Okay, so I was surprised. The logger says I, that, I was man. very surprised by that. Well, then what I tell Gary. Say? Oh no. Well, then I tell Gary. Hey, call me. I think I got chainsaw working. So I called him, and I and and I said, "Hey, Gary, I'm done with this. I'm getting a battery one." Uh, oh boy. Oh my! Oh my gosh! And I said, I said, I, I just, I, I'm, I, I ain't got this kind of time. I, I, I don't. I live in a in a house, and I go to the farm. And on those windows, when I've got time and I got things I want to get done, I can't be driving up wondering if the darn thing's gonna crank. 
Okay, I can't live in that now world. Now you got to just drive up one but, of his charts. Now I got to get my oil, and then I got to get my gas, and you got to mix it right. Well, maybe you didn't mix it right. <laughs> and, you know, and all this, it says 50-50. Well, no, that may not be 50-50. <laughs> it might be 30-70. Maybe you just have to, you have to, you have to work with them, Rick. And I said, which is exactly what I don't want to do. I don't want to work with it. I want to come down there, and I want to crank it, and I want to cut that's what I want to do. I don't. I don't have time. I'm, you know, some people get into that. Oh, I just love tampering. I don't. I don't like tampering around with tools. I want tools to do what they're supposed to do in the small window that I need to use them. And I want them to be on, not complicated. And I want them to do what they're supposed to do. Do not, do not get you a battery operated chainsaw. I mean, don't do it. That's the biggest waste of money you'll ever do. Ever. Don't you do it? And I said, Gary, I'm doing it. Oh, Rick, don't. I mean, he, one time he's like, he's going to cry or something. Yeah. Almost and I realized, I think Gary will be ashamed of him. <laughs> I, I, I think I think that Gary like, will feel he won't want to tell his other clients, well, you know, Bird just got a chainsaw, but I mean, it's battery. The generation I, before Gary felt the same way about plowing with a tractor when they had a mule. You're right. That's a good point, Bubba. I, Ye- but uh, but mm-hmm. let's go back Ye- to uh, you, do have, you do have the gas-powered one. So you know, the fact it, you have both, do you do you think that helps a little bit? Because it's not like you went only battery. I mean, you do have both depending on the job in front of you. You can use either one. Hey, if you get that battery one, it's it's embarrassment and it's the most, biggest waste of money on you ever done. You just start throwing words together. They didn't even fit. <laughs> he was so mad about it. He got mad. What was the other one flooded out? What was up? And I've heard that the choke was got stuck on it. I've heard that. That the gas may not have been mixed. It, it needs to be mixed different way. Of course, I, you know how the gas was mixed? Exactly like Gary told me. And sure. we'd already run through one tank that way, and we just did the same thing for the second thing. How can that be? See what I mean? I can't have that kind of... You just need, you just need next time. No? no. How about this? How about my battery's charged and I'm cutting? How about that? Rick, do not. <laughs> do not. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. 35 minutes past the hour. Ooh, it so I think what I'm going to do just to have fun with Gary today, because, you know, he does, he would do it to me. I'm going to take the picture of the cheapest, worst battery-operated chainsaw on the market, and I'm going to send him a picture and say, I just put this in the barn. If you don't do that, I will be mad at you. Okay. But you've got to do it during the show because I want to see his reaction. Okay. All right, I'll do it. Please. Uh, going to phones here, coming up, 866-WE-BE-BIG, HelloFresh.com. Uh, you talk about a great, great product. HelloFresh.com. It is changing dinner at so many places in so many homes because now the family's returning to the table. Yes, you are cooking the meal. Yes, these are incredible recipes. All they're doing is sending you individual bags that have all the groceries with the recipe in one bag. That's a meal. Hey, there's Tuesday, and you go over there and you prepare it. Everybody sits down, and you can have so much fun because they, they give you 22 different uh, recipes each week. Uh, their chefs are put together. You, you save 40% uh, on your total uh, grocery bill, because you and you're not wasting because you have the right amounts, and they're based on the size of your family. You can customize it week to week, however you want it, uh, how many meals you want. You're not stuck every week. They send you the same amount because our lives don't work like that. Some weeks we may be out of town. Some weeks I may be going over so-and-so's house. So you just let them know week to week how many meals you need. And right now, if you go to HelloFresh.com and use our code Bubba, we'll get you $80 off plus free shipping on the first order. 
And then also you'll get $80 off for each of your first five boxes and you'll get free shipping as well. So go to rickandbubba.com. You'll find them under sponsors or directly to hellofresh.com. Let's go to um, Bruce in Nashville. Bruce, thanks for your patience, buddy. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Go ahead. Hey, I just want to tell you, Harry Murdahl is doing a great job. Oh, yeah. Well, he's a legend. <laughs> I mean, it's, you wouldn't expect anything else. Trying to get him to get out of retirement was quite the feat. I'm telling you what, 25-year listener, I cannot believe y'all got me with that. I'm, I still can't get over it. <laughs> I'll tell you the reason guys, for it. If you'll email guys, me today, I'll I, tell you the reason for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, let me tell you, I, off the subject here, I went as far as to Google it. And I couldn't get it to come up, and I thought, well, I misspelled it. I, mis- I spelled it four or five times, and finally I went, okay, I'm just well, – anyway, that's and, not why In all fairness, it. his last name has a silent letter, but go yeah, ahead. Yeah. Uh-huh. Silent J. Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Would have been good to know that. Um, so I've been at Long Hollow in Hendersonville for, I don't know, I guess I've been a member there 15, 16 years, and obviously before Pastor Robbie came along. But anyway, I just want to tell you, he got, he has had – the most amazing kind words for you guys. He really thinks a lot of you. And Rick, I know he's worked with you a couple of times, but I was talking with him. Um, he, uh, in the sermon last week, he put up pictures of his new uh, antenna for his uh, ham radio stuff. And he, he had this whole thing he had to go through with getting his approval from his wife and all that, which basically he didn't do. She just came home and saw it. Well, he, and I want to say it. He should have reached out to Bubba. <laughs> Bubba lived that life. <laughs> well, yeah. This week. But I want to say it was 50, it was over 50 feet. And so wow. that's not a little thing to just come home and see. But anyway, he was, he just had great things to say about you guys. And the podcast is great. I love that. And um, he's so strong. He just lifted it, it up himself. Yeah, he just set it up himself. Yeah. He's, he's gigantic, man. <laughs> you know, he, he showed a picture of it in his garage and it showed the span of it. It took up the whole garage. And uh, oh, wow. so he's, he's geeking out on that. He loves it. But I just want to tell you that he has a lot of respect for you guys and what you're doing. So um, I just want to pass that. Well, the was respect it a, is Was mutual. it a tri-band antenna? Did he did he mention the name Bubba. of it? Easy. I, no, I don't know. Three on, element tribander. Watch it. Okay. I was focused on Jesus. I didn't get. <laughs> well, you know what? Jesus created radio waves. <laughs> he did. And Robbie used it. In all fairness, as an analogy. Uh, so Robbie Gallaty is who he's talking about. The pastor there. Uh, at Long Hollow, and that, you know, I haven't talked to him on the mm-hmm. ham radio yet. We gotta, you got you got to, and you need to tell him about how you deal with it with a wife that you know, like you said. Well, I don't think he can use the excuse I have. Well, you you just did that. You know, there's certain areas, of the <laughs> I house got, and that, what, that probably Betty, wasn't a good answer. Well, that, you know, but just hey, Betty, what you don't see doesn't hurt you. Well, mm-hmm. I have yeah. my room, and yeah. you know, she has her room, right. <laughs> That's it. The rest of the house. That's it. It yeah. would be if, if there's a, you know some curtains we don't lock in the house. What do we do? We just get over <laughs> it, right? I said just don't cover up the view. Let's go to uh, <laughs> let's go to David and Clanton. David, David, welcome to the show. Thanks, man. Hey, buddy. Hey, your chainsaw has so much oil in the gas it wouldn't even burn when you poured it out on the ground. Mm-hmm. Well, well, now, but it was mixed exactly like Gary said to mix it. Uh, I can't help you on that, but. Uh, they they got this new stuff out, pre mixed stuff. Oh, I know, great. Yeah. Just pour it straight in. You can't, what, even, you uh, can't even have a Gary. W- what do you estimate that mixture was? Because it's usually <laughs> one one little bottle to a gallon, right? It, that's what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be fifty to one. It was probably mixed seventy to thirty, the <laughs> yeah. wrong way. It's really not, unless Gary did, did you, it. Now, you, unless Gary did it, because I bought a gallon of gas and put one of those things in it and shook it up. Unless Gary made a new batch. 
Now that that could have happened. Oh God! Do you that think you didn't happen. fill it up all the way? Is that possible? No. Hey, just when you think you have a chance, all that to run, it won't run. Well, I'm getting I'm getting a battery one. You, you can just you can just have that one. <laughs> Rick, don't be giving that thing away. <laughs> well, Gary's got it back already now. Yeah, well, uh, I, I took it to him last night. Yeah, so. look, do this when when we hang up, text Gary and say, look, I talked to Rick about this fuel thing. He said it was your fault that you must have mixed it, and he's just gonna get a battery one. <laughs> right. I will. Okay. Tell tell him he's looking at an Emerson. Yeah, yeah, tell them something that's like really. <laughs> <laughs> they make cheap TVs. I figured they'd make cheap chainsaws. Well, <laughs> I'm going to tell them I got you a battery operated one on the way. <laughs> this, yeah. is the one, this is the one I'm getting right here. That's it. Black and Decker <laughs> Junior. Ad, Adler, send me that. I'm sending that to Gary. It's that little battery one for three year olds. Thank you. And, and, and like David at the shop, if y'all don't raise on Gary from, from now on saying he can't mix it right, then I, I that's honestly got to because happen. I ran through a tank of of gas that went fine, mm-hmm. and and Gary's wanted to put a second tank of gas in there. Really? Yes. That's oh. on Gary. What can happen sometimes? And I've seen this oh, happen. Boy. Like you have a one gallon tank, and you know that's not a lot, and it comes no. out kind of quick, and yes. you know it may cut the the nozzle off yeah, a little quick, and you, and you look down in it and you think, well, it's almost to the top. What's mm-hmm. the big deal? But if you're if you're only seventy percent full. You know, and you throw that in there, that, that gets the mixture off. Quite so, what a bit. do you what do you think though? Do you think the first tank of gas in there worked fine? Do you think it sat there and settled maybe, and then Gary just he didn't, he didn't I know, shake for it. whatever reason it got mixed wrong, and then, yeah, like he said, one. you you can have so much oil it won't burn. So. I'm just gonna get the premix because they make the smaller. Gary's probably against they that they make the smaller hear premixes. Me? Gary's probably against the premix too. <laughs> Ain't nobody need to be using premix. <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, they, they, I mean, unless, that sounds, they, unless they have Tecamani seed that comes hey, with it. Hey, that sounds like something Moultrie be selling. <laughs> so you know, you can make the you can get the one gallon oil that you can dump in there, but then there's one that's a little bit bigger and it's for two and a half gallons. See, that maybe you may have two wonder, and a half. And Gary put gave me gallon. the wrong thing, didn't he? I just wonder if you, yeah. What color no, was the bottle? How big was your gas tank? Well, how big? Was well, my gas tank was one gallon. Rick, one was it gallon. orange oh, or silver? That's it. I think. I think Gary gave me the wrong oil. Was it orange or silver? Gary Gary gave gave what the the little bottle of oil? I don't, I don't remember. Uh, I think this is only that really doesn't matter. That's I think only... Gary got the two two and a half mix. <laughs> Orange and silver is only real oil and synthetic. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think I think guys were onto something. I think Gary gave me the wrong size oil. Well, clearly, yeah, because yeah. they're barely off, they're barely off. It's just a little bit bigger, yeah. but it mixes with two and a half. Hey, look, Rick, you should have had a t- two gallon thing. Yeah, but I, I but I didn't. Because the people who sold me the chainsaw know I'm an idiot. So they were said, we're only going to give you mm-hmm. a gas can where you can't do too much gas. Right. This is the exact amount of gas. Well, you and never you, use more than a this, gallon yeah, before, right. you, you know, it'll go bad. Did they give up. you a bunch of the little? No, I, I was out. Oh, I'd already used them. That's it. That's, I think that's it. <laughs> Gary gave me the wrong oil. He just grabbed something out of his work truck, didn't he? <laughs> hey, here's one of these. Use these. And he's probably got a two-gallon gas tank. Yeah. That's what happened. He wouldn't fool with a gallon. That's what happened. <laughs> it's all it's Gary. Gum Gary. Oh, you can't even have a Gary. You should have put half that bottle in. Right. Yeah, yeah you're right. Let's blame That's what happened. Yeah. Thanks, Gary. Hey, thanks, Gary. Hey, look. I can't hold you by the hand. It's like working with a 300-pound eight-year-old. <laughs> That's his greatest one ever, I think. <laughs> Gary in Illinois. Gary, go ahead. A different Gary. 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 Hello. Hey, buddy. Welcome to Rick and Bubba. Dead four. Hey. 
It's nice listening to you guys in the morning. You give me some laughs. Thank well, you. Thank you. Yeah. Or we're sorry, whatever the case may be. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think Gary's exactly right. Rick, you should re- read the bottle on there. It tells you how much oil to pour into one gallon. I know that. He gave me and he gave me a bottle and, and said this is how much it, you know the bottle's already set up for it. Yeah. It's not like I'm measuring it yeah. out of some oil can. That's <laughs> exactly right. But right. if you read there are two different sizes. Right. Well and and the next thing is every time you pour fuel into that chainsaw, you gotta reshake your can. Yeah. That's what I'm getting mean, a battery one. I? I'm done with this. Well, I, I can't oh. live in I can't live in this kind of world. I'm getting God. a battery, battery one. But then, I'm, you know how you get battery, the ba- you got to charge your battery. You know there. how the battery works? You plug the battery charger in the wall and set it in there. <laughs> then you come back for green light zone, you saw it. That thing don't work worth a dime, and it uh, won't last very long. I'm getting one, and I'm getting one today. And the Garys you know of the world ain't coming after me. So, Gary, are you? Do you not? Do you? You do You think the battery ones are subpar? Oh, definitely. Definitely, they're. I've, I've always heard a. a I've al- always heard electric motor has more torque than a gas motor. Anyway, oh boy, that that's bull. Oh boy, yeah, because it don't. Well, I tell you, them cars it'll take off. It'll yeah. throw you in the back. Yeah, I tell you one thing. I tell you what I'm doing. I'm going. I'm, I'm going I'm to get me a Tesla Let me and a battery powered chainsaw. Hey, they somebody and they, I'm saving the planet. There's a person right now, and they're about to sell a battery chainsaw. They don't even know it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you didn't mix well, it right. Well, the logger was exactly right. Now it'll work good on cutting little limbs. But yeah. when you start getting down to the tree part, you got to have a real saw, okay. or it just ain't gonna happen. What if I had both? That way, if I'm doing the little stuff, I just go battery. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing something big, I go. I, I go. I spend all day trying to crank the other one. <laughs> <laughs> but I suggest you read the bottle on there and see Gary, which size you got. Gary, I know that. That's not on me. Mm-hmm. Gary, I, I mean, I th- what you, on you? you're running the saw. I know. Oh boy, you're right. Now, now my dad's on the line. Thanks, <laughs> thanks, Gary. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I, I can guarantee. That's I think we're happened. all over. We put a two and a half gallon or a five gallon mix into a one gallon. That's what happened, and it's Gary's fault, right? Mm. I love. That here's David who worked on it. Your gas wouldn't even burn on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That'll keep it from cranking, won't it? Yeah. It will. It will. See, I, I, I don't think I can. I can't be given this kind of machinery. I gotta have something simple. <laughs> we'll be back. Rick and Bubba. Rick and Bubba. Eight minutes to the top of the hour of the Rick and Bubba show. We're back. Eight six six. We be big as our number. O'Reilly Auto Parts upcoming events. Excited about some man churches coming up as we kick off. For some, for the first time, the men's discipleship strategy from themanchurch.com for others have been doing it for a very long time, like my home church where we kind of worked out this strategy. Shades Mountain Baptist Church in Birmingham, I'll be speaking at Man Church. We're going to be in the main worship center, and we will be doing a live stream of that as well. So you can be in the room, uh, and you can watch it on live stream. We're gonna, the pastor has given us the bigger room so everybody can spread out and we can get as many men in there as want to come. October 25th, absolutely free, starts at 6 o'clock local time, uh, and we'll be moving men into our new small group opportunities as well. November 2nd, uh, First Baptist, Troy, Alabama. 
uh, kicking off of the men's discipleship strategy from themanchurch.com. This will be the, the first man church service, and we'll roll men into the small groups of the Pursuit curriculum. That's that 40-week curriculum that you can get at themanchurch.com. November 8th, First Baptist Church, Columbus, Mississippi. I'll be kicking it off for them as well. You can find all of these uh, and other details. We'll start adding the 2021 dates here over the next uh, what, Ham's few days, probably. We'll probably have up by, by first of next week. They'll all be there. Uh, and you can start looking for those, too. Uh, and you can find those by going to rickandbubba.com under events or Burgess Ministries under events. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every day. And, of course, don't forget Wednesday Bible study back today, too. All right, let's go. We got, Bubba, if a guy named Jug is standing by. Um, <laughs> you better take his call. Jug, what's going on, buddy? Look at here, man. This chainsaw controversy has got me just all stirred up. I know. Oh, uh, there's two points I want to make real quick. All right, go ahead. First Jeff. of all, we need to, we, we need to find out what the coach thinks about this. Oh, I can tell you what he I thinks know, about it. I know what he thinks because you got to turn in your man cards. You get one of them things. I knew it. I mean, that, 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 the only person that works on your show that I, I think could use one of those and it looked fine would maybe be Adler, and that'd be about it. <laughs> <laughs> so you know that's all i got to say i got to go uh, check my blood pressure all right well, all right, good so you're saying yeah i've got a woman here says right here says my husband said that he thinks a battery one would be easier to use around our house but he will not do it he said because he says that the neighbors and his buddies will laugh at him so when he got his battery operated chainsaw he fakes like he's cranking it he wa- he, that's yeah, a little yeah. money. Yeah, he not. You got, he a, does not. you got to live in a retirement community to use one of those things. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. All right. What mm. kind of sound do they make? Can I ask I this? No idea. I, d- what about the – I've got a battery-powered extension saw, and it's – I mean, it's a little A bit, limb saw? Yes, mm-hmm. but it's a battery-powered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's a – I mean, Greg's used it. I wish he was here. He it's a really good saw, and it does the job. Who makes it? Uh, I don't even remember. Listen, listen to this. Big box. Listen to the rest. Of this, listen to the rest one. of this email. He says he knew his buddies would laugh at his battery chainsaw. He said uh, they did to begin with. He goes out and he pretends to crank it, but now his buddies who have started having struggles cranking theirs once he admitted that his was battery, they all have got one. You do need to get a good one. No problem there. I'll be sure to get a show enough good one. Says I, we cut wood for the heater and limbs all the trails where he hunts. He said he'd never buy a gas one again. It's a cobalt, Bubba, that I've got. Yeah, yeah, the blue. I Bubba, figured it was. But this guy. I know. He's gone. Rick, this is what I want to know. Do you? And I don't think you had one because you wasn't wearing it last time you were cutting. I was going to say that helmet, the, the orange helmet with the uh, the earmuffs and the, the screen that comes down over your face. You, and you're protected from COVID. Hey, you think I'm going to put that on? And, and standing there with my yeah. battery-operated chainsaw yeah. in front of Gary? Are you kidding me? <laughs> you think I'm going to wear that? Right, I'm, right there, look. Nah. You know why I think you ought to get one of those? One, if you ever want to keep bees, you already got a head start. <laughs> right. And two, as Ham says, you're protected from COVID, and you don't have to listen to Nancy. I was about yeah. to say, if I wear that, apparently now I can go anywhere I want to in Alabama. Well, I, that, I, that's called an eco saw. Is that what that is? Yeah, yeah. Well, I've got an echo. I'm, I've got right. echo, but is that mine's echo? a gas power. Echo, yeah, yeah echo. Yeah, I, they make I'm a good familiar, saw. I'm not familiar with that. But part. I want the best of the the best battery one out there. You yeah. got you got to have the best. Well, I'm yeah, looking at. I don't, at one I don't know that, what it is. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Uh, hey, do not, do not. Does Tesla make one? Hey, Rick. You, let me tell you something. What I mean, come I'm on. I'm looking at a ProToolsReview.com, 
And they break them down by different category and everything. Well, if steel uh, makes one, then steel's a brand that goes great with the chainsaws. Best, best small battery powered chainsaw. You want me to show you the picture of it? Mm-hmm. That's the best one? Oh, yeah. Somebody means business. Blue that. yellow. That does look, look that. like mm-hmm. serious business. It does. Send that right to me. I think Skill makes good everything, too. I like their stuff. Let's go to five. I've got their gas-powered one. Paige, go ahead. Never used. Hey, <laughs> Rick. I'm, uh, I'm a woman who owns a chainsaw. I got it for my birthday. It's oh. a steel. And I have to admit this, I have a really hard time starting it. So my husband went and bought me a blue battery-powered chainsaw. I think it's a Honda. It works really well, but let me tell you what the problem is. You're going out over 100 acres all day long. You use that uh, Honda battery power chainsaw. It starts real easy, but then it goes dull so fast it makes you mad. Now, it, it might you might clear one tree on one road, but the next road you're not going to clear it because it gets so dull so fast. And also, you need to get you some of those chainsaw pants. Yeah, you know yeah, about? yeah. yeah. I, I, the chaps I, and, I need and to the have, I, but I ain't wearing that beekeeping chainsaw pants. I want yeah. you to get. I want you to get that, <laughs> yeah. ma'am. Let me ask you this. Oh, I'm sorry. She said it went dull. I guess Does she, she said, mean the battery get weak? I think she's talking about the chain. I right? thought she was talking about the chain too, but she but, may be talking about the but battery. But the chain weak. wouldn't get dull. It shouldn't. No, I, unless, unless it ain't a Listen, good one. Listen, I have not. Well, if it's a shown up good one, I, but you the run battery dirt, would run probably down, what's going right? to happen. Oh, she's, nicked, she's nicked something that that dulled <laughs> it up. I mean, I, we all do it. We've all done it. But I'm a, I, the I one I had, Bubba. I I used it probably limbed out a hundred limbs. Gave it to Greg. He took it to where they were hunting and used it like yeah. for a weekend. I hadn't had to sharpen the yeah. blade yeah. yet. Yeah, she's doing something. Chain, wrong. Yeah. Well, you, Rick, you right, got Gary, Gary just texted me. Yeah, won't you go and get the chainsaw that women use? <laughs> hey, Gary, come a page might be a hard roller. You don't know that. Oh, absolutely. You can tell. Paige knows what she's talking about. I, I might wear some glasses, but I ain't putting that apparatus on my head. Don't you wear that beekeeper hat. No. And I'm going to get me some Rick Western Bubba, chaps, Rick too. Bubba. <laughs> Listening to the Radio Revolution, Rick and Bubba. Six minutes past the hour, the Rick and Bubba Show. Thank you for being with us. 866 We Be Big. Sean Spicer, former White House press secretary, will be with us. His new book, Leading America President Trump's Commitment to People, Patriotism, and Capitalism. We talked with Sean Spicer uh, the bottom of this hour. Helmsy, Speedy, Eddie Van Adler, Greg out today, back tomorrow. Welcome back, Bill Bubba Bussin. Rick, glad to be here. Thank all of you for your patience, your caring, and your concern as you're part of the Rick and Bubba Show. All right, so I'm, I'm got, I've got all the information I need. Thank all of you on Chainsaws. Uh, Bones, uh, with some truth to me, a little hurtful, but truthful. Uh, Bones says, um, I think Gary, you know, he's basically saying Gary's beating his head against the wall. You know, Bones has worked with you and me over the years, too. And he said, I would normally be against electric chainsaws for normal people, but you, Rick Burgess, are an exception to the rule. You're in a class by yourself, and knowing you like I do, you need to just get an electric one, and let's save all of us a lot of headache. <laughs> that's a, but that, then, that's hurtful, but, but then it's true. you got to be sure it's charged. So yeah, there's yeah, always right, there's some always, pre-planning. There's no way to, oh. to completely make something Burgess-free. Can I ask you a question yeah. about something? Yeah. Uh, Betty had texted me inquiring about this, and I think I know the answer. Okay. Um, 
but I think this may be social media stuff again. Mm-hmm. You never know. Uh, social but, dilemma to you. Sherry watched it last night. But she's she's had several people ask her about it, so I was going to bring it up. Okay. Because, you know, anytime we throw things out to the audience, they always get it right. It's like this battery power chainsaw. Sure. You know, we, we always get the answer. She Betty has asked me, is this correct? And this is a post off of uh, social media. Said, as we're heading to the polls, saw this and thought it would be good to pass along. Just finished poll manager training, passed all the classes. Want you all to know something. Oh, if bragging. You're, if you're checking in at the polls and they happen to write something on your ballot, they give you to put in the voting machine a letter, a check mark, a star, an R or D, anything in writing up in the corner of any kind, please request a new ballot. Your ballot could be disqualified. If it is written on, please be on the lookout for this type of behavior. And I got to thinking, I think every time they hand me a ballot, they write something or do something up in the corner of it, which I thought was probably a mark that the person who was helping you put them in the machine would go. When they see that mark, they know that it's that you didn't come in and pull some ballot out of your coat. You know what I mean? Yeah. And put Glad it in there. you said coat. Uh, yeah. Didn't know where you were headed. <clears throat> well, it's coat. Right, yeah. yeah. So um, do they always put a mark up in the corner, or is that? I've never uh, noticed it. In other way. words, this sounds to me, this, and this is what I'm getting to, this sounds like one of these Internet scams. You're right, it does. Because they know that every ballot that is handed out is going to have a mark on the corner of it. And they're telling you that that's not a good ballot to ask for another just to cause confusion. You know, yeah, that, that's the kind of thing yeah. people like to do on, on social but, media. Because I would say yeah. that the fact that, you know, you're given a certain type of pencil where I vote, you know, to, to, right. to, to color in the, who you want to vote for. Right. It, it wouldn't seem that they would say, now, I'll tell you one thing we can't have on this ballot is somebody put a mark on it. <laughs> yeah. You know, because if it well, does. If the it, machine, <laughs> right. I think the machine just looks where the circles are. I don't think it's scanning the whole page. Right. So I think this is a this is a scam deal, but I just wanted to bring it up. If any of you work at the polls, do you know what I'm talking about? If you have the top ballots that people circle and then run it through the machine, yeah, I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm with you, Helmsy. I'm trying to remember the, the person who took my ID, marking my ballot. I don't remember that. It seems like she tells me go over there and grab a ballot and go over there and, and fill it out. They don't even give it to me, do they? Yeah, they uh, check uh, you no, off. No. They look at uh, no. I know I they go. check a list. Yeah, I know. But about the, all. I just, that's they, the only time I remember them making a mark was on that to, to cross my name out or highlight it or whatever yeah, they do. Yeah, and and now they do it on an iPad where I where I'm voting. They turn it around and you sign it on the iPad and all that okay. stuff. You used to have to sign the physical yeah, document. Yeah. But I, it seems to me they always made a mark on the like the top corner of the ballot and they gave it to you and you go sit down it usually doesn't take me but about oh i don't know 10 seconds somebody told me now this uh, yeah this could yeah right you and i i'm not in there very long uh it's uh it's real real simple uh but i'm not gonna vote on a lot of the constitution said in 1906 things because it's always so confusing well here's what i've heard it says that they may to make sure that because of all the you know potential voter fraud in order to vote, you have to take a mark on your wrist or your forehead. Yeah, have you yeah, heard about this? I, yeah, I'd be careful of that. Something that I didn't know that was going to come into my world yesterday when we picked up the dog and gadged it at my parents because, you know, you got to know what to do with the dog when you go on a vacation. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I had to be a witness on my mom's ballot. She was doing a mail-in ballot, and you have to have a witness sign it. And so, uh, so I did that. 
that was something I didn't know was going to come into my world. That is weird. The what now? Say that one more so time. So the on the ballots for Alabama, you have to have you can't just get it in the mail, fill it out, and an send it back in. An absentee ballot. Yeah. I think it was an actual mail in, like it was the mail in ballot, and um, not the absentee. It's just, I don't think we have mail in ballots, do we? Well, she had something that I had to be a witness. It to. was it was an absentee okay. ballot. And then I got to thinking, well, I didn't even look to see who she voted for. Yeah. Yeah, you, you actually Thanks put it, you actually put the absentee ballots into like three. You don't think Mac Daddy's voting for Trump? <laughs> oh my goodness. It, it goes into a uh, a blank envelope that has no markings on it, and then it goes into one that's an affidavit saying that, that you are who you are. Then it goes into the one you actually mail in. Okay. So they open it up, then they verify it's legit, then they open it up and put it in the pile of the legit, and then they open it Watch up and actually count who you voted for. So, so the back to the the internet. Scam. Well, I had to witness this. We, we had to do it with, you know, we had some in our family doing yeah. that too. So, so back to this. It, there's a rumor that if they mark your ballot, it then will be no good. That it could be disqualified, but I I think that's just an internet hoax. But I'm too. trying to verify that. I do too. My mom just texted me. She said, "Absentee ballot, straight Republican. No worries." Okay, <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> Guys, I got news for you. All of you out there. The state we live in, you can put it all under a big no worries. Yes, <laughs> unless yeah. you're a leftist, then this state's going to be a real issue yeah. for you because yeah. it's going to be blood. But you red. got you got to show up. Yeah. You got to, that's yeah. going to be. Listen, that's the whole thing in this election is who gets the the votes out, who turns out. And you wonder though, with this state being so Trump uh, at the end of it all, I vote Trump. And I mean, I'm talking about you know, it's not a given. That's why you have to participate, even though I think it it will happen. I was kind of shocked. I was riding down a road. In my county, which I've never, I've never <clears throat> until this, this day identified a Democrat in our county, and and not that I could approve, you know what sure, I mean? I've yeah. seen some people behave in a way that makes me think they're Democrat, right, right. but I think they might be coming in from Jefferson County for all I know. <laughs> but but anyway, so <laughs> yeah, so so I'm rolling down our county, which is you know I think out of a hundred, this, this kind of thing infuriates them too. I know, I know. <laughs> and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, which is why I love doing it. But I, I'm, there are certain things I, that I just absolutely I enjoy, and this is one of them. But I did see, I did see, and I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I mean, y'all got to admit, 2020 can produce anything. Yeah, any hey, anything, anything's on the table. Let's I, admit that. And yeah. we we haven't seen. We can have a super volcano between <laughs> yeah, now and right. election day. Okay? I'm gonna tell you what I saw. When I tell you where I saw it, you're gonna scream. Rick's 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 falling off the wagon. He's back drinking again. <laughs> and and I'm not. But because when I tell you what I saw, you're gonna say, Rick, you didn't see that right. Rick, go back and ride by there again. I ride by. I'm talking about somebody's got some acreage. Mm-hmm. Okay, and 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 out in the front. Of a place that I deem safe, okay? Okay. But I can't say that anymore. Not just a Biden-Harris normal sign. Mm-hmm. Not that. Mm-hmm. A banner that probably goes from, from, from the end of the console to that chair. Uh-huh. You can't see the chair, can you? You know that chair sits yeah. over there with the yeah, crawl? Yeah, about 20 foot. Out in a big open front part mm-hmm. riding with Biden and has a picture of Biden with his aviators on. And I didn't know whether to take it that. serious or, or to, to – to, to, Rick, you know what I would do? And I, I thought to myself, Rick, well, they, you, they in the wrong county. You know what you might need to do? Mm-hmm. Call 911. Somebody's been hell hostage. <laughs> Something's not right. You need a welfare check on that. So house. you know what I'm talking about. Did you yeah. see it? 
What is it's it? one of the better looking Biden signs. No, it's I'll a fantastic that. Biden sign, but it's a Biden sign. I think the aviator look is is the best look for him. No question. Of, of, <laughs> you know, if you just don't let him talk. No, I know why the aviator is a good look for him because you can't see how lost he is in his eyes. <laughs> right, right. You don't, I mean, see, you don't see that Irish setter. But look. what is somebody yeah. doing over near us with that out there? You're saying they sold that house then. That's new people. <laughs> Because they've been, they've been a lot of them for sale there. People yeah. got older, moved out. Yeah. Do you think some of these young people bought one of those nice places there? Probably. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I've seen it. It's out there big and prominent, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I'm yeah. starting to question where I live. I know that. Yeah, you got real problems where you live. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of them around me. Yeah, I've Rick seen it. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. The gravy, please. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. Ooh, it brings me to my knees. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. I can't start another. Sean Spicer coming up here Baby next segment. Him, He's got a new book that just released. We'll talk to him about that. Oh, former press secretary for Trump. Uh, your phone calls, uh, Bubba. The question you asked us like gender, ginger. <laughs> See what happens when the left talks about something too much. Ginger, sorry, Ginger, in Mississippi said she's a poll worker and she may can uh, answer your question on this internet hoax. Uh, so, Ginger, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Ginger, can you comment on that? I'm sure which is an internet rumor. Yes. Um, when you give out the ballot, you have to. There's a block in the on the back that you have to put your initials. Whoever gives you the ballot puts their initials in the box. So it's and documented, it's everything's Yeah, on, on the yeah, back so of it. It's not considered a valid ballot if it doesn't have one of the poll workers' initials on it. So to so, Bubba's point, you do mark them, to that, but yeah. that makes them valid, not invalid. Right. So I, I just, figured somebody it, was starting that rumor on the Internet just to, to be a quag for everybody. Oh, yeah. It's, it's almost like sometimes people say that Republicans vote on one day and Democrats another. <laughs> right. Stuff right. like that. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. You know anybody that's ever done that? Yeah, I do. That's a funny joke. It's just a joke, though. I <laughs> and everybody knows it's a joke. Everybody knows it. And, and we just want to clarify that in case some sure. people see it, because sure. you never know what people see sure. out there. Sure, absolutely. You never know. <laughs> Jackie in Tuscaloosa. Jackie, go Jackie. ahead. Hi there. First caller, long-time listener. Uh, at my poll place, I am actually, before I'm given my ballot, uh, asked whether I'm voting Republican or Democrat. Right, If and you're, I, unless it's a general election, because you're voting okay. in the primary for Republicans or the Democratic primary. There's two. It's two different things going on, and they got to know which one to give you the ballot for. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that that, that was legal. Yes, because because okay. it's a primary. It's not the general election. They will not ask you that in the general election coming up November the third. Very good. Thank you so much for clarifying that. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you're for all you do. Oh, thank you. We're, thank we're just you. we're trying to be a beacon of light. Is what That's we're trying right. to be. Kind of like the statue and, and, of and very murky waters. Or Vulcan. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Professor, welcome to Rick and Bubba, 866-WE-BE-BIG. Go ahead. Uh, hey, guys. How y'all doing today? All right. I'm ready. Yeah, well, I was. Uh, y'all were talking earlier today about uh, Amy Coney Barrett was uh, at the hearings, and she had no notes. And I happened to see on social media somebody said, well, how in the world is she able to answer all their questions without any notes? And somebody responded back and said, well, 
fact is, she has seven children, and she's used to answering stupid questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, the the questions that she's going to have to answer, she's not going to talk about specific cases. She knows the legal concepts involved. Most of it, she's giving her personal opinion on things. You wouldn't need a lot of notes, I wouldn't think. No. Unless you just, you know, wanted to outline some of your thoughts, but she didn't have any. No, I completely love the joke, but I'm with you, Bubba. I, the reason why she didn't have any notes is she's not afraid of a question, and she knows how to answer it. Yeah. Well, the, and that, that's the key. is She did comment on several cases, but it was cases that she had been involved yeah, with. And yeah. the fact that she could just recall that stuff over and over, I mean, it was am- it was pretty amazing. It's, I don't get wild much. I was wild by what she did yesterday. It's, well, it's it more could amazing be she's to just me. qualified. That's it's, it, Rick. Yeah, that's it's it. more amazing to me every day. Yeah. People remember <laughs> stuff like that. Well, if you go back, though, and you watch all of these hearings from, I mean, Kavanaugh had notebook, notebooks everywhere, and, and, of course, he had a lot of issues, too, but... Um, if you go back, no one's ever sat there with nothing. Uh, let me ask Crazy. you, at this point, okay, and at this point, has Dr. Ford had anybody come forward to agree with any charge she made? Any. Any charge. Any at all. Anybody. No. She told you people that would collaborate. Correct. Corroborate. 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 Is that what I'm saying? Yeah. You are now, yes. Corroborate. But you know reps just do it. Right. Corroborate. Yeah, yeah, do say it again. Corroborate. You're there. <laughs> corroborate her story, right. and they still went, we don't know what that lady's talking about. I know. I, I think if that, I – That was I, a total I, set – can we all agree that was total BS now? Can we just flat out say that was made-up crap? Yeah. I, now this, Everybody? This could be a step out on my huh? part. Back to Bubba, I'd be more amazed when people can recall things because I'm trying to remember this specifically. No one is agreeing with her. And, Not one person, really. And I acknowledge – I what, feel bad for her. Get her some help, yeah, okay? Right, yeah. Get her some help. I go back to this again. I acknowledge what I'm saying that I could be wrong on. So I'm not saying this is the truth. It's as somebody said. Mm-hmm. But I was listening to the commentary, and I'm pretty sure I heard this right. I'm 56 now. I'm pretty sure I heard this right, that even her own father said he did not find her credible. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and it, it might have been a stepdad, not biological. I might be right, but somebody who has somebody been in, close to her. Somebody yeah. close to her in her family, and I think it was just her dad, says, love you, but I, I, the, uh, this, the way she's presented this back to you saying no one can corroborate the story, I don't find her to be credible on this accusation. Rick, no one agreed with her, and she said there was witnesses. I know. To Did, something that happened back don't 40 know, years ago. Don't know who I rode with. Don't know how I got home. Don't remember where where the party was held. The only detail she remembers is Brett Kavanaugh. Don't you well, find that a little odd? And speaking from, you know. I mean, really, is that not just a little odd to normal people? Let's go back to this. And I told you this off the air, you guys. I don't know if we said it on the air. Anybody out there that has been through a traumatic event, you remember every single detail of it. You remember the smells. You remember, you remember everything about it. Uh, and uh, so, to not recall the details of everything else except that, and the fact that all, just a witness or two would have been helpful, or someone to say, "Yeah, this Rick, this is one person, one person who would go under oath and agree with her version." Would have derailed Brett Kavanaugh. Couldn't come up with it. Not one person. Not one. And Not once one. and once he was approved, and there was no way to touch him. You never heard about it again. I would think you'd want justice for this woman, no matter if he was nominated or not. Absolutely. If uh, if a Supreme Court justice has broken the law, you could still prosecute him. Right. 
I mean, they're not immune. They don't get to, to go out and be a master criminal once they're on the, the court. Mm-mm. Rodney in Alabama, go ahead. Hey, uh, first-time caller. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I appreciate everything you guys do. Uh, I just uh, not really fuzz, but I know it's out of y'all's control, but uh, I heard the old Dougie Jones commercial on y'all's station a few minutes ago, and usually I always just cut it down because, uh, you know, talking about how much he's done for Alabama and all mm-hmm. this stuff, you know, and then it. And yeah, you know, and then he at the end he says that he'll never quit on Alabama. Well, you know, my question would be: Is when have you started helping Alabama? Well, if you think if you want to vote with the left of our country, then yeah, he has done a good job for you. But if you but if you don't vote for the left, and and back and I'm getting a lot of emails on this too. When it comes to political commercials, the stations that we run on and everybody that sells uh, advertising, you can't turn down political advertising, and they get a certain rate and they buy time. And everybody runs both any candidates that want to buy on any station, they can buy and their and their and their ads run. Let them run, baby. Let them run. We'll take Doug's campaign money. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, but there's he's took enough of mine. But you can't you can't as a station and a platform take from one party and not run the ads for the other. If they some buy of them, some of them, you have to. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. some of the political advertising has to be run. You have no choice on it. Bottom of the hour, Sean Spicer next. Rick and Bubba. This is Donald Trump, President of the United States. Honestly, I think this is the first radio show I've done as president, if you want to know the truth. And you're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. 35 minutes past the hour, The Rick and Bubba Show from the Broadcast Plaza and Teleport. Thank you for being with us today. Well, we've been talking about it throughout the program, and uh, we're excited to uh, talk to Sean Spicer, former White House Press Secretary. Uh, The new book, it just came out today. Leading America, President Trump's uh, commitment to people, patriotism, and capitalism. And Sean Spicer joins us now. Sean, welcome to Rick and Bubba. How are you? Good. Good to see you. Good morning. I'm great. Well, Sean, we, we've got to know. I mean, you got a lot going on, but I was I was asking you in the break. I mean, you've done some things that I know were tough, like Dancing with the Stars. But <laughs> is there anything tougher than being press secretary and standing up there in front of those jackals every day? Um, I think that might be a, at the top of the list. <laughs> I mean, I can't imagine because the way they ask their questions and, and some of them will give advice to you and the president, how you ought to be doing it. I, I've always thought that was just a little bit, maybe over their pay grade. Yeah, by a lot. They, um, I, in fact, in the book, I write a whole thing about how these journalists are born and bred and sort of journalism school and what they're taught. And when you, when you read it and it was funny in researching it, I, I, I hate to say this cause I've been doing this for 25 years, but in researching the book, I was like, I get it now. When you go to school and you're taught that, you know, some people are bad and some people are good and that your objective as a journalist isn't to tell the facts, but to change the world, quote unquote, which is what the mission statement of a lot of these schools are. And you read the professors and the curriculum and the things that they're getting it actually makes a lot more sense. Well, and, and I was going to say, Sean, you, you hit that out of the park. My wife uh, was in journalism, and, of course, she would have been coming out of college in, you know, 80, about 92, somewhere in there. So it hasn't been that long ago. And she said when she was in journalism school, she said we were taught, uh, I mean, you had no opinion. 
Yeah, we, we were right. taught. We were taught. You simply reported the one thing that you never did, unless you were saying something was an editorial. You, as a reporter, reported the story. Period. Never, ever, ever do you sway one way or the other. You just, you know, as Joe Friday said, just give the the facts. And she said, so this change and what you're talking about, which is real, because we've seen it firsthand too, is relatively new. Uh, that the, the the kids coming out of journalism school now are taught more what you're talking about. The way my wife was taught is over. Absolutely. And I and the funny thing is in the book, I document it. But it's funny. I was talking to someone yesterday because they had sort of read the chapter and they said to me, you know, when they had gone to journalism school, the professor in the first class they were in said, OK, everyone raise your hand if you think you're a conservative. And then everyone raise your hand if you're a liberal. And they, they each complied. And then the professor looked at him and said, that's the last time that anybody should ever know that. And right. and the funny thing is, you're absolutely right. The dynamic has changed. Now it's I have no problem telling you how much I don't like Donald Trump or how much I'm against conservatives. The construct of what journalists are supposed to do, because, again, it's not about, you know, the Joe Friday, just the facts. It's now about what are you doing to advance the cause? And and I think that that's it's so weird to see that happening. And and I literally, I tell people, if you read this book and you don't have three or four aha moments where you go, oh my gosh, I now get it, then you should probably learn how to read again because it is fascinating when I was doing this and I was researching it in so many different areas. I kept saying to myself, now I get this because this is why corporate America does this. This is why big tech does this. But you start realizing what they're taught, who's involved in these things, the curriculum, the guidelines, the mission statements. It all points in one direction. Sean, that's the thing. I I don't mind somebody having an opinion, of course, or if they want to get into that business, become a commentator. You know, be a Sean Hannity, be a whoever, have your show, give your opinion. But if you're a journalist by the purest definition – we shouldn't know what your position is on anything, and you should just bring us the facts, the good and the bad. Just present it to us and let us decide. Absolutely. I agree with that. And that's that's but here's the funny thing. There's um I, I write this whole segment in the in the in the chapter about journalism about all of these journalists, quote unquote, that are through all the major organizations and outlets that have come from democratic or progressive democratic candidates or progressive causes. And they never disclose that. And it's until you find out and you do the research, you don't realize that these guys are all about transparency. They all want to talk about politicians and who they're married to and the conflicts of interest, but they never tell you that their wife happens to be a democratic fundraiser or their husband hatched to used to work for, you know, handgun control. And it's like, that's again, it's just the, the lack of transparency and understanding as to where they're coming from is so eye opening. Talking to Sean Spicer, his new book, Leading America President Trump's Commitment to People, Patriotism, and Capitalism. And today, I'm sure you've seen it. We played it on the show. If you don't believe what Sean is saying in his chapter on journalism, just watch the reaction today of Nancy Pelosi when Wolf Blitzer didn't get in line. Uh, <laughs> that, have you yeah, seen He got off the script. She said that he was, you know, he was complicit in helping this administration. And I keep joke. I was joking this morning that I wish I had known that CNN and Wolf Blitzer were tools of the yeah. Republican Party because, gosh, I could have used. Them. Uh, I think she used the term apologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, apologist. I love when she. Well, I love when she said I wasn't going to come over here, and she kind of caught herself. What she meant was this is not what's supposed to be happening. <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. a homecoming game. What are you doing? Didn't, didn't didn't you pay attention to how Biden does this? He says he's not going to answer a question, and then you guys walk away. That's how it's supposed to work. So, Sh- Sean, let me let me ask you this: Working in the White House, and, and there's been a lot of people who have been in the White House and they've come out and they've 
wrote their tell-all books, and they've you know come out uh, many of them against the president. Why do you think that so many of them do that? Or, or is is the president's style so different that the people in D.C. are not used to that? Or what, what what do you make of the people who leave the White House and then then are negative toward the president? Well, there, there's a, a lot to unpack there, but I'll give you the most basic answer because I had it happen with me. When I came out, I got all these offers that said, well, if you say this, we'll give you this much money. And I actually wrote about it in this book because I, I had the opportunity to talk about some of the offers that I got. And I was like, well, that's not who I am. I'm not. And they were like, yeah, but you know, we could get you more for an advance if you're willing to say the following stuff. And I think that Mm. That really speaks to who you are as a person. My view is if someone brings you into either the friendship and the trust that goes along with that or the position of trust and power uh, in, in, a, in a leadership role in their employment, that you don't turn around and stab them in the back. That's just even if you don't like them, you walk away. That's yeah. how it works. Right. But I think it speaks a lot to the volume of these to, to these people, the character, that if you're willing to, to walk away and take 10 minutes of fame or a couple extra thousand dollars because that means that much to you, then that that really speaks to what a loser of a person you are. So let me ask you this. We got a huge decision coming up on November 3rd. And what what, what was it like? And then this is going to go into the question of you talking about Trump as as such a time as this. Um, We're in a time now where we, we don't just share different views politically. If you oppose the left right now, they attempt, and they did with you, to completely destroy you. I mean, you're, you're sitting there and you see yourself being ripped to shreds on Saturday Night Live. You see these parodies going on, and they're, they're attempting to take Sean Spicer and just grind you up into nothing because you oppose them. Yeah. Now you've worked with President Trump. Does the Republican Party and those that still want to hang on to a constitutional republic, and I don't think I'm, this is hyperbole, I don't think this is an exaggeration anymore, that we have a November 3rd vote for Marxism and that road are a road that at least holds on to some semblance of the Constitutional Republic. Working with President Trump, do you think the reason that he's the man for the job now is he can take the enemy in its current state and he can he can survive it when others probably can't? Absolutely. There's two things in that. Let me tell you, I, the chapter, the second chapter of the book is all about my experience on Dancing with the Stars. And you should see some of the stuff that is written about me Unbelievable. because I, quote, supported President Trump. They asked, All they asked the other cast members on the show about was, what's it like to work with him? Like I was some kind of zoo animal that you would pet. <laughs> uh, and, and, and I think it just speaks to what you were just saying, that there was this idea that, well, you worked for him, so therefore you are a bad person. You can't be redeemed. It kept talking about how I was on this redemption tour. And I joke in the book that, you know, I wonder if I can get some passes for the tour because three years after I left, I was somehow suddenly on a redemption tour. But to the other part of your question, look, this president sticks up and does what he needs to do to get things done. And he doesn't care about the pundit class, the press, the donors and the lobbyists. He gets the job done. And I think that it puts a wrinkle in the uh, in the whole fabric of what these folks stand for, they're used to being sucked up to. They're used to having someone be complicit with their agenda. And finally, he is actually sitting back, getting results and doing what he said. The, the thing that's so funny to me is that one of the biggest objections is that he kept his word. He pulled out of the Paris Climate Agreement. He pulled out of the Iran Nuclear Agreement. He moved the embassy to Jerusalem. All of these things were supposed to upend the world and create massive strife. And yet they haven't done any of that. But what you do have is a politician who promised a bunch of stuff and actually delivered on it. And I think that's so unique in this town. 
We're about out of time, Sean, but uh, let me ask you to look in your crystal ball. What's going to happen November 3rd? I think it's going to be close. Um, it, it concerns me some of the trends that I'm seeing right now. And I think, you know, you guys just put it perfectly. If you don't understand that if Joe Biden wins, I've been doing this a long time. There is no scenario that I can come up with that he doesn't take a Democratic Senate with him. And that means for and two years, they will have full access to institute the far left radical agenda that Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Bernie Sanders have been yearning for. So if people don't understand what's at stake between the president's policies and the Harris-Biden administration, they have a problem. And everyone needs to do that. But we won Michigan by 10,700 votes, Wisconsin by 24,000, Pennsylvania by 44,000. This was a close election last time. It's going to be close again. Every vote's going to count. And every person that sits on the sideline is complicit in allowing this socialist agenda to be ushered in. Sean Spicer, thanks for the time today, yes. brother. And Thank the, you, Sean. And the thanks, book's Bob, everywhere. And, and give it a read as you move to November 3rd. Have all the information from somebody who has been on the front lines. He can tell you exactly what is and isn't happening. Leading America, President Trump's commitment to people, patriotism, and capitalism. Available everywhere books are sold. And we have a link at rickandbubba.com under the, uh, the show notes today. Good Thank luck, you. sir. Thanks, Sean. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate it. We'll be right back. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba. You're listening to The Rick and Bubba Show. It's eight minutes to the top of the hour. Helmsy, I'm sorry you had to see that. <laughs> well, it's happened again. Uh, that gummit. I'll go. I sat here and watched it unfold uh, and just what? let it go. This is where, this is I where started it. to step in at one point. You know, I, I, it's got a. Yeah. That was a great interview. We had a good time it with Sean Spice. It was. Uh, we talked to him in the break about doing a podcast. What? And for a minute, I started thinking, hey, we're friends. I know it. We did it and, again. And right now, Sean Spicer can't even remember who he did the last time. In all fairness, in all fairness, I was I was stepping away. Even though I looked at Greg's empty seat, I could hear him saying his 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 presence over there saying, Know your role and shut your hole. Mm-hmm. And so I was I was ready to release Sean Spicer. And then he asked us a, a question in the break. And then that's when it happens. And then I noticed he was drinking a soft drink that I drink from time to time. Speedy, before he knew it, he thinks he's going to have him on the podcast. I know. We, guys, I think he we yeah, did yeah, it. We, did we it. were thirty seconds from Bubba inviting him to the lake. <laughs> we did it again, Bubba. Don't 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 you leave there thinking right now, and you're wrong, and I'm wrong. But don't you? Because I felt you, it, and I wasn't even involved. Don't don't y'all think right now that Sean Spicer's our friend? Yes. <laughs> Rick, right I now, right now, I feel like he's telling his staff. Hey, those were nice guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah some best interview ever. And, and, and right now, somebody just said, "Who was it?" Uh, Bob and Tom. I don't know who I it know. was. Rick, oh, I wow. fully uh, expect him to check in on Marco Polo today with me. I know. <laughs> I, you know what I think of myself? He'll talk about us for 20, 30 minutes yeah, before he gets funny. home. You picture yourself taking him out to Trashville during hunting season. Yeah, I think to my, I almost asked him about chainsaws. <laughs> and, and, and I mean, what am I doing? I mean, he, he doesn't know anything to do with me. I mean, he's done with me. He, he hocked his book and he's gone. <laughs> right. That's it. Rick, come on. And I'm going to email him real quick while he's thinking about it. Yeah, do that. Rick, don't let him forget that. I'm going to hate you. This is, let I'm, me tell I'm you your when buddy I, that you just let me, to. Let me tell you when, you know when sometimes a little dose of reality will come in, they're just you start waking up just a little bit, is when Speedy asked for an email that he could get directly to him 
I for, heard for, the email. For, for Rick and Bubba <laughs> University. And he said, do this email. Contact. Oh, yeah. I thought, could ever be more generic. <laughs> so, I thought, you know oh, what that is? That's yeah, yeah. That's, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let me get and you over there where there's no way that yeah. you, these two guys. And I'm not saying he had a bad time, but we think he had a better time than he did. Yeah, right. You know, well, I thought we, it, we think we're his favorite interview. He's done I thought so that far. interview <laughs> went pretty good because it, we were back and forth. We had good yeah, questions. There was no lag time, and he had, he had some good answers. I'm thinking know? that like on tonight's uh, Spicefun Company on Newsmax, he'll go. You know, I was doing the show this morning. Met some great. Oh guys. yeah, I think he's going to reference us on another show. <laughs> What am I doing? I mean, don't you learn Rick, Look, from the past? No, Rick, that doesn't even matter. They could reference you on a show today and then not remember mm. you tomorrow. Mm-hmm. You know? Come on, Rick. We've had that too. I mean, Rick, just 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 remember rip. when we thought Philip Rivers was going to call us every oh, week? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, he, he wore a shirt on TV. Look now, let me, in all fairness, to Look, Phillip, I gave my toothbrush. Let's I hadn't it, used it, but in all fairness to Philip Rivers, it's on if us. you if you wear a Rick and Bubba University shirt on the NFL Channel, mm-hmm. now see if you really build us up now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm thinking we're tight. We're probably going to eat over the holidays. Oh, that, I need his that, relatives that listen to email that, me. That again. time I showed up at his beach house down there, close to where we stand, <laughs> I thought to myself, he has no idea who I am. Uh, well, I. His nine kids are Who out there. Who do y'all think? I'm trying I, I to fit in. say this. I know his mom and sister listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, they right. need email. Uh, all right, who in this well, category? I can't even get in touch with Hannity anymore. Who in this category? He's changed his email. Have we, has it, have we pulled off and we are, actually did turn into friends? And, and we forced our way in. That'd be nobody. <laughs> How close is Brett Favre to that? Mm. Yeah. I mean, well, well, he, I won't say what you He's not as close to me as I think I am to him. Well, okay. I thought after we went hunting, we were going to be closer. I, I don't think I've talked to I will him say this. I have had Brett a couple times. I text something. He texts something back a few times. <laughs> Not, just, how long Do you just look at it? The last time was, it was about, about a, a year ago. Yeah, it was at least a year. Yeah, so. yeah. I thought I first, and we, I'm not going to bring you never, that you never you never get a hey, you never get a hey Rick what are you doing no no mm-hmm. I heard you coming to Hattiesburg I don't get those yeah mm-hmm. no. see that that's not and that's what friends do <laughs> yeah, you're right yeah. see that's the thing. <laughs> if I was anywhere around Bology I'd hear from Wingo yeah, yeah. oh yeah mm-hmm. but the list yeah. the the list of, of people that we thought were friends and we've never heard from again that's a long it's a very real long list <laughs> yeah. tremendously long and I tell you right now who 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 need, is fighting to be honest with this is Mike Huckabee. Because <laughs> I think I'm closer to Huckabee than I am. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's another one. I have been. I, now we have booked him for a podcast. Yeah, but I mean, but it just I mean, he didn't say how's Rick doing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, is there some of you people that are in the medical mm-hmm. profession? Is there a psychological? We got a problem. Thing that that this is. I mean, is yeah, there a name for this disease? Mm-hmm. Do you know? Yeah, you know I, I got, was I was convinced. That I would be going to the game this Saturday with Herschel Walker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And yeah. I and I haven't heard one word from him. <laughs> I, we had such a good time. I thought. Did you think is, we hit it off? Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I thought. You know. I, I, I'm glad we did this podcast because now I'm friends with Herschel. Have, has any of them ever asked for yourself versus us asking for theirs? No, never. No. Ooh, I've never had one person say, "Birds, why well, I got you? What's the number I can get you?" Never. I will say this. I can't even get Robbie Gallatin to call. <laughs> I got a better chance of catching him on the ham radio than you do. Guys, uh, good news from Sean. He did just tweet this out about having a good time on the show. Straight up. <laughs> That's so well done. Thank you, Adler. Adler's back. You're back. Adler's Adler back. Adler, you're having a good month. <laughs> you're having a good He is. I wouldn't say a day. Well, he's had a good month. 
Oh, <laughs> I mean, he's he's funny. doing great. That's funny. Uh, Rick, I'll say they this. They're closer to me than <laughs> who? Who's a friend of mine? I just said I think I'm closer to Speedy than than he is to me. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Rick, I mean, there's, that's not there's, true. There's several people uh, that have uh, been guests on the show. We have their cell number. Yeah. Hmm? Yeah. And I'll text. Occasionally, them. I have dropped them a text. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes they reply. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of them have ever dropped me one to begin with. I wish that to- I, know, I wish hey, Toby Mack yeah, would I, would talk to me more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I try hard with Toby. Yeah, and we were in with Zach. I'm not going to bring him up. Zach Brown, uh, that's over. Jerry Reed stalked you for a while. God bless. That was probably my most glorifying moment. Mm-hmm. That that was the most that of, of having a, a friend who was a big time celebrity. And he did call. Mm-hmm. And, he called and, you. and he locked into me. Mm-hmm. Jerry Reed and I, we had a tremendous friendship. Yeah. Uh, before he died. I mean, it was like we would talk on a regular basis. And see, I would have thought that, that me and Jerry would have been. I know. Something, I don't know what happened. Rick. Yeah. It could have been that he thought he was talking to you sometimes. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> but they, we just think they have so much like fun. Like when we had studio guests, they would like leave oh, yeah. going, man, this is, oh, hey, we're going to be in stay in touch. Let me tell you how, I don't. Brad Ryan don't even text me. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I don't get a text from anybody. Rick and Bubba, Rick and Bubba.